large fry. Uh, Pie. Large coffee. Large coffee. Uh, But uh, hi, welcome to the Memory Sheen. My name is Nate Lockhart. I'm your host. I've been your host. I will continue to be your host. Who do I have here with me? Over here it is, you can't see me pointing, but his name is this guy. Hi, I'm Drew. Hi, Drew. And who's that dude? Oh, I'm Drew Celestino. Drew Celestino. We're helping out Nate, but we're also promoting our own stuff as well. And who are you? And who are you? I am Carl Duty. And where are you guys from? Together, we are the Devil's Due. Yes. yes. We're yes. from the Devil's Due podcast. For those of you listening to the show last couple episodes, uh, Devil's Due podcast, a little show Drew and I do where every week we break down an episode of the Marvel Netflix shows and talk at numerous length about pretty much anything geek culture that mm. you can think of. Yes. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last couple episodes, I did recommend you listen to their one on uh, the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Because that uh, was fun. That was really fun to listen to. We're gonna do stuff like that. Yeah, I'm glad it was fun to listen to because I yeah. don't know that it was that fun to watch. <laughs> that was painful. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, uh... why? Why does Matt Murdock live in the suburbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. There are suburbs in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Sala is kingpin. Yeah, what? And Which <laughs> was not the worst kingpin. Well, it, Michael Clark it, Duncan it, was worse? No, oh. I don't think we've really had a bad Kingpin. Uh, well, What about the movie Kingpin? That was Michael... No, I mean like the movie... As in the Bill Murray... Yeah. Oh, no. I remember seeing it constantly in the uh, video store. And just Bill Murray is wondering. tremendous in that movie. Really? He's yes. National treasure. I, I wouldn't have guessed that looking at the boxer. It just looked like some dumb sex comedy looking at the boxer. No. no, no, no. no. Well, I right. mean, it's, it's got those kind of jokes in it, but that's it's, it's not like well, all right. that. There you go. Yeah, it's good. Great. It's pretty good great. Yeah. All right. There you go. Live a, give, it a, uh, give it a listen. Um, so, like we do every week, this time I did prepare. Woo! Uh, this week in geek history, March 10th, 1978, speaking of the trial of Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk premieres on CBS, mm. starring, uh, that dude. Bill Bixby. That's guy. That guy. And Bill Lou Bixby. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno, who was in a bonkers Hercules movie. Um, have you seen that? No. Hercules? Oh, it's great. So, and him bad. and Arnold were both in... in- Bonkers Hercules movies. Yep. Yeah, dude. Wow. Oh my gosh, it's great. Uh, his Hercules, uh, Lou Ferrigno's Hercules movie. This is not related to Incredible Hulk at all, but Ew. it's. I think it's more interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Lou Ferrigno's Hercules movie uh, features stop motion robots that he fights, and um, and he punches a bear into space, and uh, <laughs> and he's dubbed over the whole movie by someone else. And wow. It's, and he fights like a sorceress, and oh, it's wild. Mystery man. Science Theater, it's where are you wild. at on this one? Come on. Oh, you don't even need Mystery Science Theater for that movie. It's it is on its own, like Star Crash. Fascinating. I, I love Star Crash. It's I, it's one of my favorite bad movies. I'm pretty sure that was on the last season of it Mystery was. Science Theater. It was. It was the was season very, that I backed, by the way. Oh, very good. Good for you. Yeah. I could at the time. I'm I, in the credits. In, yeah. I'm in the credits. Um. But yeah, that's our, uh, our, uh, our uh, that was our week in geek history. That's it. All right. Yeah. And what else do you want to do, dude? You're missing like for you, especially knowing you March the way 78? I do. You're missing the biggest one, I believe. It was March either this week or last week. Maybe March of thirty-three was King Kong. King Kong, one came of my out. very, very favorite movies. Yeah, I love that movie. The original nineteen thirty-three special effects by Willis O'Brien. 
If you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. It's a treasure. It's a little aged, you know, 1933, but if you compare it to other sound movies that came out at the time, King Kong is on another tier. It's it's on another level. It's more advanced. It doesn't have the boring dialogue scenes that... I mean, there are a little bit in the beginning, but as soon as they get to the island, it is off to the races, and it's a, a joy. Uh, highly recommend it. Go watch King Kong if you haven't. Don't know why you wouldn't have. Um, but anyway, so this week's topic is I thought... Uh, our, my very first episode was our very first episode. I don't want to discount the uh, talents of those who were here before. Um, but... The very first episode we did was on the history of video games from the very beginning up to about 84, the time of the uh, video game crash, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Atari. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it's a number of factors. Atari and the fact that there was no a glut of software. You know, and well, we're going to get into the difference. Yeah, we're going to get into it. But anyway, thousands uh, but, but of thought, ET cartridges suddenly cried out. Yes, <laughs> we're suddenly silenced uh, by landfill mounds of dirt. <laughs> yes. Well, it, I, I think it would be unfair to lay to lay blame entirely on ET's shoulders. But, didn't uh, help. but they were, no, it didn't. It was not that. It did not help. So I thought it would be fun to do the next chapter in the video game history, and that would be from about the the time of the crash, the the, the end of the crash. Up to 1990, the beginning of the, up to when the 16-bit era came into full swing. So like 91, 1991. Sure. Um, so where we left, last left off in this video game history, uh, video games, the video game market was in the doldrums. There was nothing going on. Atari lost uh, billions of dollars. Uh, there was going to be the Atari 7800 released in 84. Atari backed off. A lot of unsold crap you could buy. Uh, not permanently, though. No, 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 they no eventually not permanently. They did. They did. It was supposed to come out in '84, but they backed off when the market cooled. I mean, I this isn't one. to say, of course, that people stopped playing video games. Yeah, people definitely still play. It, it, a kid in 1984 wouldn't have ever known that there was a crash. Only that, hey, games are video games are very cheap for some reason. <laughs> That's all they would have noticed. Uh, I mean, you could probably speak to that more, Carl, since you were. A cognizant child at the time. I'm not trying yeah, to say um, you're old. <laughs> no, I, that's I, why you're here, man. I'm I'm old. Yeah. Um. No. It, your experience is valuable. It. My first ever experience with video games was uh, just one afternoon. It, you know, bad weather, so I can't go play outside, and I am driving my dad nuts. I don't mm. remember what I was doing, but I'm driving my father up the wall. Okay. At one point, he just, like, takes me by the hand, sits me down in front of the television, tells me, stay there, don't move. He's gone for, like, maybe five, ten minutes, comes back with a black garbage bag, <laughs> which I can hear the, the rattling of plastic inside. And then he kind of, like, spills out the garbage bag, and out comes what would define... Most of my youth, and let's be honest, you know, adult life as well. Um, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah, a couple controllers, some games, whatnot. Then specs spends the next, you know, five ten minutes hooking it up. Turns the television on channel three because that's what you had to do back in the day, right? Um, and then I started playing video games, and it was fantastic. Yeah, um, like I. That was, I never, 
I can't remember because the 7-Eleven that was right by where I lived had arcade machines. Mm. That was the first time I ever played, like, the Star Wars arcade. Yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. Um, but, yeah, that had arcade machines. Uh, so it was that and, like... But, yeah, that was early 80s, so that was post-crash. Either post-crash or he and my mother just, like... In the midst of it. Just didn't care anymore. It was... Yeah. It kind of it kind of was a good example of, like, it was a novelty item. Hmm. There was not necessarily a culture, as we understand it, built yes. around it yet. Yeah. So, once right. the novelty of it wore off, it just got packed away. Yeah. Hmm. So... Mine remains hooked up right next to you, Carl. I, yes, I play it. Yes, it uh, does regularly. I I love my Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Um, now we were talking about how you know America's in the is in the doldrums of the crash. Not very much going on. You know, not a lot happening, especially on the home video game front. Uh, this was not the case across the pond in both directions. In Japan, the Famicom was taken off like a comet. It was super popular. Everybody had one. Uh, they sold in the millions. It was the best-selling home console in Japan up to that point. Not that there was much to write home beforehand in Japan, except for, like, I don't know, the Epoch Cassette Vision, which had these weird little knobs and a very rudimentary Dragon Ball game on it. And uh, Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and uh, there was another one. Oh, Atari tried to release... Atari had very bad timing with this. They were they were going to release the Atari Twenty Six Hundred in Japan as the Atari Twenty Eight Hundred, months before the Famicom came out in Japan. Uh, too little, too late. Didn't really didn't really do much. But anyway, so Japan was doing uh, great, and Europe was doing well as well. They they didn't use home consoles as much, but at that time, home computers were a big deal. Things like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore Sixty Four were uh, BBC Micro were uh, big machines. That continued yeah. the use of video games and continued their popularity. So, with Nintendo's success of the Famicom in Japan in 1983-84, their thought, of course, was to expand, to bring it over to the States. There's a kind of an infamous story that they were going to go to Atari to have them help out release it. Because Nintendo wasn't exactly... They, they were a big deal in Japan even before the console. You know, they, they were a proven toy manufacturer and all that kind of stuff, as I'm sure you guys know. Um, I mean, they had success in the arcades. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Punch-Out, Donkey Kong, obviously, yeah. uh, Mario Brothers. I mean, even Radar Scope was popular in Japan. I'm talking yeah. domestically. Oh, here. domestically, yeah. Yeah, yeah very true, very true. They, they, yeah, had, they right. had a presence. Right, but but they did still weren't enough. I mean, like, you can find plenty of old video game cartridges for Atari and Coleco, you know, that are made by Atari and Coleco. Right. You know, they're not, because Nintendo didn't quite have the size and the resources to do the same thing in Japan over there in the United States themselves. So they went to Atari, and Atari was interested in buying it. In fact, they were going to announce it at the 1984 CES. But uh, then uh, something happened where... So, okay, this is weird. So what happened was Nintendo sold the rights for home console versions of Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. to Coleco. Home computer versions went to Atari. Coleco had ColecoVision. They released a home computer add-on to their ColecoVision console, and that had a version of Donkey Kong, kind of circumventing those rights. Mm. And Atari got mad about that, saying they aren't supposed to do that. That's a computer they're putting it on, not a console. 
and so they the kind line of fell is off. so fine. Right, yes. exactly. Especially back Sharp then. Sharp division. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, now. Uh, uh, as, as, <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially uh, as, as you look back now, like, I mean, the, the differences are negligible even more so now than they were back then. Oh, absolutely. You know, like I have a Commodore 64 right behind me. This thing is good for only games. I mean, I could technically surf the web on it, but it wouldn't be very effective. No, <laughs> um, no. Um, but uh, so, so they were going to they, they do that. didn't work out. Nintendo eventually, I mean, they, they saw the constant success they were having and just said, F it, let's try it. Sure. Let's do it ourselves. See what happens. And their first attempt, well, what they showed off at, at one trade show was something called the Nintendo AVS. The very different design. Yes. Yes. Very different. Um, if you haven't seen it, look I have up seen pictures. it in the flesh, yeah. actually. Oh, really? Yes. Where'd you see it in the flesh? Uh, the Nintendo World Store in, in uh, New York oh. City. They have a uh, the, the exhibit yeah. changes frequently, but they typically do have that. That makes an appearance pretty regularly. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Looking. And it's very slick. It, it yes. looks like a VCR. Yes. Kind of a VCR with a keyboard and like a like it has a wireless keyboard. Yeah. It's re- it's, it's it's weird, man. It's like the most futuristic thing that you could imagine in 1984. Yes. Yes. Like that's what it looked yeah. like. I mean, it even had like I, I guess they were hoping it would come out with Family Basic, which was a basic programming cartridge you could get for the Famicom. Uh, you could save your programs on tape cassette. You know, like you did then. But uh, that's not quite what happens. It went through another revision. became the Nintendo that we all know and love. The Entertainment the, System. The Nintendo Entertainment System. It still kind of looked like a VCR-ish. Uh, a very bricky one. Yeah, yeah, less so. A little less so, but uh, kind of in that vein. And for that for all out. the joy it gave us, it was never much to look at. <laughs> no. No, the gray no, brick. No. Yeah. I actually, sh- uh, speaking of that, I showed my, uh, I have a, a three-year-old. And I showed him, you know, the Nintendo cartridges, the, the NES cartridges, and he was—he looked at a little bit. He liked the one because it had Ninja Turtles on it. But, yes, but yes, uh, yes. but uh, then you know he was kind of unimpressed. But then I showed him the Famicom cartridges, and he was enamored and wanted me to plug in all the different ones because they're all colorful. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all different colors, and they have big illustrations compared to the size. You know, it was a very different marketing of oh, the my, same yes. hardware. Like the Famicom yeah. was colorful and like. It, family computer the nes was yeah. marketed as like a high-end consumer electronic yes. device yes yeah. you, you you put this on your stereo rack right yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> um yeah, i think like that's one of the main first really good decisions nintendo made to kind of differentiate themselves to everything that was available in the home previous is they did they decided to not market it as a toy yes it was marketed as home entertainment right like mm-hmm. they didn't want they didn't like it would be there eventually but they didn't necessarily want to debut it in the toy aisles like they wanted in like sears and you yeah. know fao schwartz yeah As, which like is where that. it debuted yeah in uh, october of 85 i think october 85 anyway but it started in new york city um and spread out slowly throughout the rest of the nation and by the middle of 86 it was pretty much nationwide um and sure enough it did gangbusters Super Mario Brothers was a huge hit. Um, I uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Retronauts. Uh, one of the main hosts, Jeremy Parrish, tells a story about when he was in an electronics store at the time, and he saw side by side an Amiga, the Commodore Amiga, doing a bouncing ball demo, and an NES setup playing Kung Fu. And the bouncing ball demo was very impressive. But Kung Fu looked amazing. And, <laughs> but Kung Fu and, and, and is, is Kung, Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just... 
I mean, it just goes to show how well Nintendo sold it and how well they presented it yeah. as this big new fun machine. And, and for some reason, I guess people could tell it was different from the Atari. People could tell there was more, perhaps more depth to it. It was. It, it had higher yeah. fidelity by a, yeah. by a wide margin. Yeah, twenty eight hundred, and you could twenty six hundred, which twenty six hundred, the old, the, yeah, old, the, the old, old wood grain, the yeah. video computer system. Yes, its original name. Um, and no, yeah, it, it, it clearly looked better. It clearly sounded better, which yeah. is amazing to say that you know, the NES sounded better than anything. But it, it, it there was yeah. a time when that well, was cutting edge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in the video game console market. I mean, you had home computers at the time that had decent sound. The Commodore sixty four, for example, has a great sound chip that. No other system sounds like it. It's wonderful. But yeah, and, and Nintendo was uh, was just a cut above. I think they also helped that they had... Uh, there's sort of a cartoony nature to, to their to their game, especially those very early ones. Kung Fu, Super Mario Brothers, they look, they look kind of like a cartoon in a way that a lot of the old video games, older video games, did not. No, Nintendo was and remains very uh, whimsical. Yeah. So yeah. even though they, they might have changed the hardware to look slick and tough and American and, yes. and all that, but the, yeah. but the software is still the software, and Nintendo yeah. is a, a very family focused company. And 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 I can't and I have to imagine that that had an impact on on buyers is that they sure. saw that and they they felt they just felt a different yeah. ap- approach to video games. I I think one thing that can't be undersold is just the quantum leap that Nintendo appeared to be over what over everything that had come before like you were mm-hmm. mentioning with the bouncing ball demo you know one of one of the things that is part of Nintendo's great legacy is that starting from the Nintendo Entertainment System going forward to this day you can still go back plug in those old games and enjoy them just as much as the day you first played them Sure. Atari games don't hold up that way. Oh, I disagree. There, I know. I, I love. I, I know. Atari, I know yeah. you disagree, yeah. but like, there are very few Atari games that I can really go back and like sit down and play for longer than ten minutes. Okay. Because fair. at a point, it's just like, okay, I've seen everything this game will ever do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That's very true. Like, there's like the games um, did two or three things. Yeah. You know, and that's it. And yeah. some games like really made those two or three things fun, like something like Pitfall mm-hmm. or the Atari version of Empire Strikes Back. Choplifter. Um, or uh, Choplifter. Choplifter, Choplifter yeah. Kaboom. But, yeah, Kaboom. Yeah. But, like, beyond those things, like, after ten minutes, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're kind of done. But the NES the, was a whole new world. Yeah, it, 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 was, was, it was a different It was a different beast. It it, it just could do more. Yeah. And, and, and in a way that... Uh, you know, the, the Atari and the Intellivision couldn't. The ColecoVision maybe could have, but we never got to see it because it got killed off by the crash. Um, the other thing that Nintendo did, and I'm sure we were going to get to that, but they they also learned from Atari's mistakes. Yes. So Atari let publishers kind of just, just put out... Well, they couldn't, con- use, they, they couldn't do anything about it even if they wanted to. They sued Activision yeah. uh, for, for doing third party, and they... They lost. They lost a lawsuit. Yeah, Nintendo um, set up the the. I mean, you know, we they had the lockout. You can joke chip. about it, but yeah. like, they had a lockout chip on it. Yeah. Um, they controlled the cartridges, mm-hmm. and to in order to get your games on the system, uh, we it became kind of a, a joke later on. But the seal of quality, yes, mattered. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did. Because yes, it did. now, 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 granted. It did not guarantee that that game was not terrible. Right, yes. But it did guarantee... Many, uh, many an LGN game. LJN oh, game had a uh, oh, Nintendo yeah. Seal of Quality on it. That X-Men game. Oh, the oh. Incania. I, I played that in emulation years oh. after the fact. I was like, wow, 
wow, they released this. Like, this but at least they were, they did ensure that the games were playable. Yes. That the games were there were no know, game crashing bugs. Right. It, yeah. Like that you were not being sold something completely yeah. broken. Yes. The game might right. be awful, yeah. but it would not. It would function, and it would. Yes. You know. Come as advertised. Right, exactly. Well, well mostly. mostly advertised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, Nintendo had that lockout chip. And, I mean, theoretically, you could make whatever game you wanted for that system. Oh, as, you, as Tengen, they did. Right, as Tengen, they did. And, man, that story is heartbreaking with Tengen. Uh, because you had to have access to the NES-10. The NES-10 was a lockout chip. And you had to have that code to send to the chip to allow the game to play. And Nintendo, that was a closely guarded secret within Nintendo, you know. And, uh, I mean, of course, if you reversed engineered it, you could, I mean, you could make it, you could make as many games as your heart desired. Sure. So Atari, through Tengen, was in the process of reverse engineering the lockout chip. And they were going to, you know, they were going to beat it so they, would, they, they could release cartridges on their own terms, which is what they wanted to do. Because their thought was, we started this business. We can make as, ma- we can make <laughs> yeah. as many damn cartridges as we want. Um, so, but uh, a few days before they cracked it, one of the, uh, one of the guys, went, uh, one of the attention guys, went into the patent office. Just said, hey, can I have the NES-10 patent? And walked out with it. <laughs> and stole it. Stole the code, and so wow, I did not know that. Yeah. So how did that work out then? Uh, Nintendo sued Tengen and they lost. And Tengen well, that, lost. that I know. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Okay, but for a while uh, they, it was they did get Tengen. games released though. Right? They sure because I had I had a black oh, yeah. uh, gauntlet. They they were yeah, Gauntlet, you know, Pac Man, the first version of Tetris. Yeah, I had that one too, um, which is a great version of Tetris. I love RBI that yeah. Baseball. Wasn't mm-hmm. RBI Baseball one, two, and three? Huh. Um, there was uh, Pac Mania was released to them. There was some pirate game, Super Sprint, Zebius. Namco went through Tengen to release their games. Now, which is at weird. some point, though, yeah, after it must have been after they got sued, they didn't die after the lawsuit because no. they did re-release those games in classic gray Nintendo cart format later. Because um, there's I, there's there's different versions of Gauntlet, for example. Like there's the black the, cartridge the gray and version, the gray version. I believe came out first. And really? then, and then once the and what happened it was it was Gauntlet and Pac-Man, and then they said, "Going through Nintendo for this sucks. Just do it on our own." Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know Nintendo that. Yep. came out with the Pac-Man, didn't they? Uh, it's on later, the NES Classic. Isn't late, it? Later on, uh, no. It, I mean, it's it's the same Pac-Man that Na- that Namco, Namco released in nineteen eighty three or four for the Famicom. Okay. Um. They released, yeah, they released it back then. All right. Um, Miss yeah. Pac-Man though is different. There are two versions of Miss Pac-Man for the NES. One is by Tengen, 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 whatever, um, and it's way better. And then later on, Namco made their own version to release a licensed release, a licensed Nintendo release that is a much more plain Jane version of Miss Pac-Man. Huh. Yeah, T- Tension is a weird, fascinating her, story. Her bow doesn't sparkle quite the same. <laughs> no, I I love Tension games. Those are great. Um, I, I think, but anyway, that's the saga of Tension in a nutshell. Yeah. I think one thing that Nintendo, another thing Nintendo really did right, I mean, things Nintendo did right could be its pod, uh, podcast yeah. all in itself. And um, wrong. And wrong. <laughs> yeah, and wrong. <laughs> I can see that as, as, the, as the Nintendo file in the room here, I yeah. can see that they are not perfect. No. Yeah, no. But um, one of the things they did right out of the box and something that 
Rob? Uh, video game companies no. have <laughs> lost sight of today is you joke, but is packaging. Yeah. yeah. You had For package real. options with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Like you had the action the, set. the, the action, action set, set. which yeah. was just the system and two controllers. Mm-hmm. You had the, the power I think, pack, power pack or adventure set where you got the oh, system, yeah. two controllers, the zapper, and that's the one I had. Duck Hunt, just Duck Hunt. Ju- at first, just yeah. Duck. Oh, Hunt. I had the Mario Duck Hunt combo. Mario pack. Duck Hunt yeah. combo was after Mario took off. Okay. Yeah. Um, as soon as as soon as sales numbers started coming back on Super Mario Brothers, they they that pretty much probably coined the term system seller because they put that sucker in as many systems as they could. Oh yeah. Um, then there was the the granddaddy package, which yeah. is the, the one I got. Yeah. The one I got. Spoilers, folks. If you listen to the Devil's Do podcast, <laughs> yeah, and, I, right. and you should, by the way. Yes, um, you should. Car- Carl's spoiled childhood comes up very often. <laughs> yeah, I was. He, I he was put his NES spoiled. Super Deluxe set on top of his USS Flag, <laughs> and then put the GI Joe headquarters on top. of Uh huh. No, the Super Deluxe set came with. The system, two controllers, um, the zapper gun, the dual cartridge of Duck Hunt and Gyromite. Actually, no, what it was separate. not a dual cartridge, yeah. two separate cartridges. And Rob the Robot. Yes. Which was ultimately no. Which if you're unfamiliar, uh Drew, you want you want to take it describing Rob? So if you're unfamiliar okay. with Rob, here's Drew. <laughs> Rob the Robot is the coolest idea that was terrible in execution <laughs> yeah yes. so if you're a kid and you see this video game console and it's it's a it looks pretty slick pretty mm-hmm. high-tech looking yeah cool gray black and red color scheme zapper gun attachment yeah and this honest to god robot it plays video and games it plays you. the game with you yeah. yeah about that now as a kid <laughs> that will blow your mind yeah. yep in execution, no. Oh. oh man! So what would happen is, it would have a little stand with these little spinning gyroscopes, essentially, yep. and Rob would very slowly open very his arms slowly. and pick them up, and then slowly turn and <laughs> yeah. put them on a little spot and. It would, you know, it was plugged into the console. No, no, it was plug. It would, they put it on like you plug the controller into this little device that the spinning oh, that's right. tires that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and Rob got instructions through the screen flashing, right? Which is very interesting. But anyway, well, sorry, that's go on. technology that wouldn't work anymore. We'll get to that. In right? A yeah, um, CRTs. So mm, the the screen would flash a certain way. Rob's eyes would pick it up. He would perform the action of picking up this gyroscope, putting it on the controller at- attachment. And the gyroscope would spin on a button, essentially. Yep. Yeah. And then in the game, a door would open or what have you. Yeah, because Gyromite required two people to play. Right. One person would like move yeah. the character, the professor, whatever he was. Uh, the other person had to open and close the doors. Yeah. And it was like, my mom and dad loved playing that game. They had fun with it, but I tried it with uh, Rob, and after ten minutes of Waiting to get through a door. I was like, nope. Yeah. Shoot some ducks. Yeah. Well, you weren't alone, Sarah, because Rob uh, had those two games, I think. And, uh, no, I think Gyromite, just had the and, Gyromite and Stack Up. That's correct. Oh, Stack, stack up, up, yeah. Yep, stack so, up was the other yeah, uh, Rob did not quite work out. No. But he's no. a fun footnote 
Yes, it is. And he was included in certain games later on. Yeah, which, one of the Smash games. One of the Smash games. Uh, he yeah. was in uh, the background of one of the F-Zero games, I believe. Yeah. And uh, in one of the, um, I think it was Super Mario Kart, or no, Mario Kart 7 for the DS. I believe it. Um, I haven't they made it, him a playable character, and he's nice. actually awesome yeah <laughs> way more awesome than he ever was back yes. in the day yeah. in death um, he's better <laughs> but it's just like it's it was it was one of many things nintendo was not afraid to try yeah that and, ultimately and kudos to them didn't work out yeah. but led to other things yeah yeah um i'm not quite sure what rob led to but like hey gyromite has some great song has uh, great music i don't dun, dun, remember dun, 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 Thank but you, thank in any you. Case, I'm bowing, but you can't see it. It was, you know what though, it, it, you, it is interesting. In uh, Duck Hunt and Gun Games, the games with the light, the light gun and Gyromite with his big eyes and all that, and the way they interacted with the screen, that was like revolutionary kind of too for yeah. the home console. Mm-hmm. Like, so forget those you don't know the way that the, the light gun works. Essentially, it has a it light sensor inside of it, so it can see basically. White and black. That's all I can really see. Right. So when you point the point it at your CRT television and pull the trigger, the screen momentarily flashes, and anything that can be hit will have a white out. It turns into a white box, and right. the entire field, the the rest of the screen flashes all black. It's a split second. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can barely see it, but the light gun sees it, and that's how it registered hits and stuff in the game it's, it's instantaneous right it's basically instantaneous mm-hmm. that technology i mean that that's like if you really think about it that's that's sort of voodoo and magical oh, <laughs> my, like, my, my dad is an engineer um and whoever when I, thought of that when, when i when i told him how that worked how the light gun worked he was just like oh, and he like the next thing he did was he brought it up in like one of his meetings he's just like this is how the nes app works and, and you know as, as an example to sort of think kind of in a different way in that the gun isn't shooting at the screen. The screen is shooting at the gun. Right, like, exactly. What a weird, like, but it works. Whoever thought of that should have been involved in the space program. Yeah. <laughs> Probably gun pay your So, corner. in any case, uh, that technology, though, mm-hmm. doesn't work anymore. No, With not HD televisions. The refresh rates are not the same. It's not fast enough. And it can't, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. Which is why I always keep a CRT around. I, I mean, not necessarily well. for, uh, for light gun games, but just because lag is introduced you know and and that's and a sliding scale of how much you can tolerate and depending on the yeah, the hardware you but can the other thing things. is i have a raspberry pi that i use and you can kind of change you can tweak the frame delay so it'll it, it'll it'll feel more right but there's still just a little something just a little bit off and mm. you know it you know it when you're playing it well, and it's, wasn't there a trick with the light gun that if you oh you just pointed at a light bulb yeah no no not a light bulb <laughs> or if it, was, if it was bright enough or, or something just like, like put it flush up against the television screen and just hit whatever target no because the closer uh if you put it up against the screen if the target wasn't right underneath it it would hit it would just hit the black if it sees the black field it, mm. that's it registers a miss huh. Yeah, so you still have to point it in the right place. Yeah. yeah, but if you pointed it at a light bulb mm-hmm. or at Christmas lights, oh yeah, you you hit every yeah. Yeah. crack yeah, yeah. shot. <laughs> yep. Um, so spoilers, and you can cheat, guys, just so you know. Uh, yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, no. was I, well, I was get, we're getting off topic. What was get, I going to say yeah, about get, get, the, get a CRT? Get a CRT. Get our CRT. Yes. Yeah. The other reason why you want a CRT, in, in my opinion, anyway, yeah. uh, games were designed, and the hardware itself. Okay, down to the yeah. hardware level was designed to interact with that television. 
So the way pixels were supposed to look, the way artwork Mm -hmm. was supposed to look, effects that they did with flickering and the refresh rate of your television to kind of fool you into thinking... Atari 2600 games are impossible to look at on an HD television. I I believe They are much easier on the eyes on a CRT. (laughs) But the NES, man, like the scan... You know, CRT as well nowadays. (laughs) I love my CRT. They relied on those scan lines to kind of fill in some of the visual space. Yeah. And it made it look better. So I know some people like love uh they just love super sharp crisp pixels. And that's, but that's fine, not, but to me I need the scan lines. Right. There's a great Gama Sutra article about um the, the intention of video game graphics of that era. Right. And how it will and they do I mean even showing things like side by side like this is how it looks like an emulation. This is what it looks like on a CRT. This is what it looks like in a CRT NS video. This is what it looks like in RGB. Yeah. And and just sort of show you like what is the artist's real intention? Uh, it's a great thing to look at. Um, another thing, this is a very quick aside with CRTs. Um, if any of you are familiar with old DOS CGA graphics, you know, like the uh, the the cyan and magenta and white. Are you familiar with old DOS PC games and how they had the three colors? Anyway, if you plugged a, an old DOS computer into a CRT, you would get more colors because composite artifacting would create them. Wow. Because of those little pixels side by side. so That's pretty nutty. Yeah, keep a CRT around. Anyway, <laughs> um, so with the NES' success in 85 and going into 86, naturally, there were competitors. There were. There were. There were attempts. Um, let's talk about the Atari 7800 first. See. Are you familiar with okay. much of it? Now, the only thing I know about the 7800, that was yeah. the one that was black and silver, right? Yeah. It had the silver face on it with the, Atari, the rain, with the rainbow? With the yep. Atari 7800 Pro System. Okay, yes. and that had the uh, two-button controller with the joystick? Is it that awful, mm-hmm. awful joystick. Yes, yes, that controller was terrible. Yes, it is. Now, Make that's own. all I... Re- I, I want to say that I had one or yeah. someone I knew had one, but I don't remember any original games for it. But I but it did mm. play 2600 games it still, sure right? Did. It was backwards compatible. Yep, it was. Yeah. That's all, that's all I remember about it. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Now that I think about it, I did have that one. But yeah. I, all I had were 2,600 games. Yeah. The most I mean, revolutionary thing about the 7800 was they put a pause button on the console. Yes. On the console. On the console. Well, well yeah. which in, if it had Meanwhile, come out in 1980, <laughs> well, if it had come out in 1984, it would have been... It would have been more tolerable. Yeah, because like, this was not a new system. This no. was a system that, this, that had been sitting in a warehouse for two years. Yeah. Uh, and that's why every game released for it is a is an arcade rehash. It's Donkey Kong, it's Galax, it's Galaga, it's Pac-Man. And they Ms. don't Pac-Man. look that much better than their 2600 counterparts. Oh, they look, they look better. If, if you, it's, if it's you look side NES by side, like they look better. Really, right? I mean, yeah, more so. It's, um, it's, the, the, the sound, yeah. 7200? It, 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 yeah, it the 7800, it looks comparable to sorry. the NES. Um, but uh, the sound is atrocious because they did not upgrade the sound from the 2600. If Ooh. you're familiar with 2600 sound, it's very dissonant. Uh, it's yeah. not melodic. No. Um, it's it was it was made to generate noise, not melody. Yeah. So because of that, the sound of the 7800 is very bad. There are some games that come with uh, an extra sound chip to provide better sound Tolerable and music. Audio. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, Ball Blazer is a good example of that. Lucas Lucas Arts Ball Blazer came out for the 7800. Of course, Lucas would, would have <laughs> Yeah, backed right, his... would, would have backed that horse. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, uh, people, you know, there are hobbyists who still make games for the Atari 7800. 
those are way more interesting than any game released at the time for the console. Well, they've had all Please this time look into to, it. Yeah, there's been yeah, yeah. With, with time there's and, and cool years stuff. gone by. You can... e- even if you just play in an emulator, I mean, you know, by maybe if you really feel compelled, like buy the cartridges to support the artists and the programmers. Uh, but there are some really there's some really cool stuff happening with the Atari seventy eight hundred uh, dev community. Uh, a lot a lot of cool stuff. Uh, someone made a uh, a huge platforming game from the bear from Crystal Quest. It's pretty good. Um, anyway, but uh, so that's the Atari 7800. It's kind of fun. If you find one for cheap, I guess it's worth it. But uh, there's also the, the bigger competitor was the Sega Master System. Yes. yes. Do you, either of you guys have much uh, experience with the Master System? I had one. Carlton? Oh, you had one, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Don't know why Of course he did. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the Master System was interesting because most of the time it was graphically inferior to the NES to, to the entertainment system. But the times where it was graphically superior, it was way better. Graphically yeah. superior. Like I was going to say fantasy star was mind blowing. Yeah. Now here's the thing. The first role playing game I ever played was fantasy star. Oh, the man. first role playing game I ever like, played and understood as a role-playing game and understood what a role-playing game was yeah. was final fantasy 7 hmm. so when i got fantasy star on christmas played yeah. it for 10 minutes and was like i don't get this and never picked it up again yeah. my father was slightly pissed off <laughs> because that game i think retailed at 85 dollars yeah it was very expensive it was crazy expensive was so there very was that expensive but master system also had two game component options there was either a standard cartridge or yes. there was just a card a what do they call it like my card or something like a power card or something i don't know yeah. it, was, it was the same thing like turbo graphic 16 did it was basically a cartridge without the cartridge shell casing just a lot smaller yeah um i think i only had i think those games might have been cheaper because they weren't as developed and whatnot. Um, but Master System had some yeah. great games for it. Uh, yeah, one thing that absolutely. always jumps out to me is that Master System, surprisingly, had the superior version of Double Dragon Yes, on it did. Yes, because it did. you could actually play two, two players. players. Yep. And Take that, I've, Nintendo. I've, I've seen it recently. <laughs> I've seen it recently. And yes, Nintendo's version does have better graphics, but not it's fun. as it's night and game. day as I remember. No. Like, I remember... Well, the, our bar was very different back then. Well, yeah. Any mm-hmm. perceived difference yeah. back then was like, no, that's <laughs> not good enough. Yeah. But, um... Did you but see no, my ma- copy of Sonic the Hedgehog for Master System over there? I saw that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Ma- Masters, anytime Master System tried to do, like, the next gen games it didn't work out well but no yeah. master system had its own light gun um it didn't work as well and there weren't as many games for it it had uh th- powered 3d glasses yes shutter 3d glasses you know it's funny you mentioned that the uh the famicom did too yes it, did. it never in, came in stateside Japan. really Japan. yeah it never came mm-hmm. stateside i never knew that yeah, yeah i died until last week yeah. i didn't i didn't yep, have the did. power 3d glasses because like i was I think they came out after Rad Racer came out from this. And I was just like, the 3D doesn't work for this. Why am I going to pay money for it to maybe work? 
Oh man! But um, no, it, it really works. Yeah, uh, no, Master, Master System 3D does work. Master System had some had some decent titles. They had the yeah. the good Double Dragon had uh, Alex Kid. Alex uh, Kid's fun. Fantasy Zone was a lot of fun. Really yes. interesting side scrolling shooter. Um, Fantasy Zone, Air Shinobi, Fantasy Zone two. Shinobi's good. Shinobi, Fantasy Star. Um, it. Uh, it then, didn't. It competed with Nintendo, but clearly it didn't win the fight. No, um, but it didn't have the killer apps. It, it did really great in Europe, though. I'll tell you, and Brazil. Brazil, sti- you can you can buy a brand new Sega Master System in Brazil. Yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> if, <laughs> like wow. If, yeah. If Fantasy Star had a price point that was closer to like the fifty dollars standard at the time, yeah. Um, I think that might have moved more systems. Yeah. Um, if but only also, Sonic had been around earlier. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the NES basically laid the groundwork for that era as saying, like, this is the platformer's console. Yeah. And there's going to be a ton of platformers on this. Yes, yeah. sure. And half of them will be good. Well, ha- a quarter of them will be good. But, like, you know, the first party software <laughs> yeah. drove it, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sega and the other guys, they, I felt like they definitely just couldn't keep up with that. Yeah, do you know why? No. Those are all in-house Sega games. Almost every game that was ever made for the Master System was all in-house. Wow. No, so, thir- There were only, I think, five so third-party third, games. So even the third-party titles were made by in-house at Sega? Yes. So they Double licensed- Dragon was made by Sega. Ghoul- Ghouls and Ghosts, Sega. So they licensed it from the other company and yeah, they made, and they and made it themselves it? in-house. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why. And That's uh, because they because Nintendo had a had their strong-arming tactic, which said, if you make games for our console, you can't make games for any other console. Or we won't, or we won't produce cartridges for you. Wow! And, and Nintendo was the only one who could produce the cartridges because they held the NES 10 chip. So if you wanted to make cartridges, you had to go through Nintendo. And Nintendo said, if you make any cartridges for any other system, we won't sell to you. And so it strong-armed developers into picking sides. And what side are you going to choose in in this race? You can't choose Sega. You don't have the install base. Yeah. So there were only two companies. Two third-party companies for the Sega Master System, at least in the states. I can't speak for other territories. It was Activision and Parker Brothers. Ah, the old Parker yeah, Brothers yes. video game juggernaut. Well, and I, they were in the in the early eighties. <laughs> they yeah, were they huge did all the, the license stuff. For Popeye, Hubert, uh, all the Star Montezuma's Wars Revenge. games. Hmm. Yeah. Mazuma's Revenge, all that game was I love Mazuma's Revenge. Was that a game um, about sitting on the toilet? No, no. <laughs> it is where the name came from. Uh, but. Um, uh, I, I remember, I can't say if this is still true because I haven't, like, used both relatively close in time together. I remember liking the Master System control pad better than the oh, really? NES control pad. And as an adult... So I'd be curious to, like, yeah. the, 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 give one a, a uh, test drive. All right, Nate, where is it? The, where's what? Where's, your, my, where's my, your Master System? Uh, it should be under there, I Carl, think. give us yeah. a verdict. <laughs> Um, I have the con- I have the controllers in the closet. Oh well, that's- um, if you want to try them. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing is with the Master System controllers is it is Nintendo had a patent on the D pad at yeah, the time. Right. I mean, it's since run out, and anybody can make their own D pads whenever. Yeah. But Master at the time, they had a, had a rocker pad. It had it had a square. It was a square yeah. instead. So it had the diagonals. And what would hap- happens to me all the time is I accidentally press the diagonals instead of left or right. And or up and down, and that kind of gets me into trouble in some yeah. games. But uh, Sega didn't really have a choice. It was... Now there were other consoles though, besides those two. What was the the one in uh, 
What was the console that Metal Gear first was on? The MSX. Now, what is that? That is a computer oh, that was in Japan. Okay. Uh, akin, akin to the Atari 8-bits or the Commodore or whatever. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, yeah, that was in Japan. I mean, there was... Um, in Japan, I mean, in Japan, they had the PC Engine, or as we would know it, the TurboGrafx-16. Right. Came out in 87, which was a contemporary of the Famicoms, whereas here it was more a contemporary of the Super Nintendo follow-up to it. It was, er, well, we're going to get to that, I'm sure. Oh, as, yeah. As we get closer to 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the NES basically was a, was a, was a juggernaut. Yeah, it could not be stopped, uh, no. partially because of Nintendo's... Uh, they were T- tyrannical tactics. Yes, uh, but uh, but but it was a juggernaut, and there were a lot of amazing games and uh, games that sort of changed perception of video games. You know, absolutely. It, it, instead of it being Space Invaders, you know, as as the go to game that appeared in your head, it was now Super Mario Brothers. That sure. was the game that popped in your head. Adventure games uh, went from being you know text adventures Pitfall. and and complex, yeah, and Pitfall and yeah. and and complex like D and D games. And instead, they became Zelda, and sure. And later on, well, we also Final had Fantasy and Dragon Warrior, Warrior and... which I love that game when you play it at five times speed. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it it was very it, versatile. There was a lot was. of different kinds of games on it. You had your platformers, like I said. It, there were a lot of them. It had the very first good American football video game, besides the arcade Atari football game. You are referring to Tecmo Bowl, of course. Tecmo Super Bowl. It's the great one. Well, hang on. Tecmo Bowl's good, Tecmo too. Bowl came out Tecmo, first. It did. With no player license, no it's teams. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then Tecmo Super Bowl, yes, Tecmo had the Super full Bowl license. Tecmo Super Bowl is perfection. It's great. It's pretty I great. I adore that game. It's pretty That's great. how I learned how to play football. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, but that, you but could that, save yeah. stats. It, it, it was, yeah. That was a robust game for the time. No penalties, though. So when I when it came right, to finally right. watching <laughs> football, I was like, why are they stopping play all the time? <laughs> 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 Just let them play. Um, Baseball uh, stars. Baseball, baseball stars. stars is great. Baseball stars. Is I great. hate baseball, but baseball stars was a tremendous stars game. Cool. Yeah, and, and there were even some that were more ambitious that didn't quite work out in the theory, but just that they even tried. Uh, there was one called, oh, what was the name of it? But it was a baseball game where you could play as like teams of greats. So you could play as like the uh, 1895 Chicago Cubs. Oh, I, play, I have a vague yeah. memory of this from Nintendo uh, Power. I forget the name of it, but it was, but it's really, it's, it's a really cool concept. It doesn't yeah. quite work so well in execution, but actually, cool now, that I bring, now that I bring that up, baseball Nintendo Wars, Power. Nintendo, yes, Nintendo Power was well, a big marketing coup. <laughs> before we get to Nintendo Power, yeah. I feel a, a discussion is going to be had, and a discussion that I'm probably going to be on the one side of. I know you're okay. going to be an air side. Please, of. we welcome the, uh, different opinions the, on this the show. Since we're in the sports realm, ah, uh, oh, the, the, I see what's coming. The Blades of Steel versus Ice. <laughs> we just hockey. brought this up on our show last week. I know week. Yeah. That, that's that's what made I, when I was at work and I was listening. To I got an to angry you guys. ping on my <laughs> screen. <laughs> when, when I, yes, he got an angry ping on his screen for me. Like, what are you talking about? Blades of Steel is the best. Blades of Steel. Ice hockey can't even hold a candle. Blades of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I and, feel everyone <laughs> likes ice hockey because it had the fat guy. That's it. That's the only reason. Ice hockey, I feel, is the superior game because it played Um, more realistically to hockey, as realistic as a Nintendo game could. You had more options. The the actual Mm in-game play was better. You know what everybody talks about with Blades of Steel? Fighting and Gradius. Yes. Gradius. Nothing having, neither one having to do with the actual game of hockey. And the voice Uh, acting. I just, I, I like how the players move in Blades of Steel as averse to ice hockey. In ice they're hockey, mo- their movement is too staccato, and it bothers me. They're also very stylized, whereas Blades of Steel was a little more like realistic looking. Yeah, I mean, I didn't care so much about that, but 
but I just like the way Blades of Steel controls over ice hockey. It, it feel like I, I feel like when I'm playing ice hockey, I'm just like my my thumb hurts because I'm trying to make him go faster by pressing on the controller <laughs> harder, and it makes me angry that they're not. And we gotta use the skinny guys. Blades of Steel is a little more fluid. I also I like in Blades. Of Blades of Steel had the presentation ultimately. Like it had the voice acting in it. Yeah. It had teams that if you, if you off. if you looked at them enough, they <laughs> yeah, had NHL the color schemes. Yes. Or some of them were like weird. Uh, the Edmonton team does not have the colors of the Edmonton Oilers. No, they have the colors of the Edmonton Eskimos, That's, the football team. But <laughs> it, there was and, a blue uh, and gold team. There was right. a, there was a blue and green team. Again, yeah. if you looked the, hard the, enough, the, like, the, the New York looks team like was the Whalers. Correct. Yeah, I still I York, still stand by correct. the. I, I, I think it's a very as, as much as it I was being angry at you. Brawls. Yeah. Any game where you lose a fight and you go to the box, that's great. Yes. <laughs> that's a that's <laughs> but, great um, thing. Also, like I I think I, I mentioned this to both of you at separate points. Yeah. How weird was it to have a basketball game named after a foul in basketball? Double Which, dribble. Oh, double dribble, yeah. Double That's dribble. so weird. Like the the game was okay. I haven't played double dribble. It's. Eh. I know arch rivals is kind of fun. I'm arch really rivals is about, fun. I or, like as sort of a progenitor to yeah. NBA Jam. Yeah. Um. Because it's made by Midway. So um, yeah, but there. I don't think there was, for the genres that it did. Each each genre had like a defining, early game mm-hmm. on the NES. Absolutely. Platformers, adventures, RPGs, sports games. It defined the um, console RPG to the NES. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I I never played Dragon Warrior, but I, I respect its pedigree. I uh I mean, I came to know console games through the Dragon Warrior and the Final Fantasy games. I mean, they really took off with the Super NES. Oh, that yeah. Was the 16 yeah. bit was the golden age of the of console RPGs. RPG. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But if you ever go back and try to play the old computer RPGs on, you know, the Apple or whatever. Um, Because I tried to play, uh, what was it called? It's one of the D&D games for for those old computers. Uh, Curse of the Azure Bonds is the name of it. And it's, you know, very D&D. It's, uh, you know, you have your little miniature guys and you got to move them. Everyone's allowed to move so many squares and all this kind of stuff. And after a fight, you know, you got a bunch of experience. And I kept trying to fight good experiences like why am i not leveling up because i'm thinking in console rpg terms well in the original D D game you only level up when you sleep overnight so those whole computer games are very very married to the D D rule set whereas the console rpgs of dragon warrior of final fantasy glory of heracles to a lesser degree um <laughs> white lion um the these uh they're really streamlined they they take the D ideas and they really streamline them line them so there's less confusion and less there's less confusion over the rules about what's happening as the game progresses and yeah old computer rpgs are hard to play now if you're not yeah prepared <laughs> you know the nes2 was also like my first outside of the arcade anyway and maybe even more so than the arcade it was it NES had very cinematic games at times. Yeah, so, yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. I was just gonna say Ninja yes, Gaiden. Guys. Like, yeah, clear the level and then you get the cutscene. Just yeah. a woman, and it's and it's in and it's in widescreen. Yeah, and it you know action happens and it's like whoa, what what 
what is that? It's still effective. Like if you're playing, especially you know you've been playing a lot of NES games and you plug that one in after playing a bunch, of, it's still effective. Yeah, it, it's, totally. It still it still is a cinematic effect and it draws you in. It was the first time I can remember seeing something like that in, mm-hmm. in those games. It was like mm-hmm. it, it was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. even like jumping back to the sports games, like the the touchdown scenes in in Tech, Tech Mobile. Mobile. Oh yeah, yeah, um, man. Yeah, Bruce Smith. <laughs> uh, well, he that was a quarterback uh, sack, but yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Um, no, they really yeah. uh, it, they distilled that kind of thing down, and it, it sucked you in because at the time that's as good as it got. Like yeah. you yeah. know, now we've now we've come full circle. We have full blown photorealism, and I think yeah. it's not as cool. But yeah, right, exactly. There's a, there's a, um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this later when we talk about more of our our specific memories sure. of that time period. But but to me, there's a special aesthetic to the. Uh, I guess you'd call it the eight bit style. I don't like calling it because it's. I don't like calling it eight bit because that's your. I mean, eight bit is is one byte. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not. But uh, but but I love that that style. It's, it's like an art form, it's, man. it's like looking at a at a photograph versus like impressionism or cubism. <laughs> and I, and I, I really think, like impressionism and cubism. You know? Yeah, like, I think Drew has mentioned this to me a couple of times. I think he's got a really valid point with it. There's. There's never like commenting on what we have today as far as games go and the voice acting and the cutscene. There will never be voice acting as good as what you hear in your mind. There yes. will never be cutscenes as good as what you imagine in your mind. Same thing like when you're reading comics. It's, it's yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've kind of said that for a while now. Like Final Fantasy to me, once they started doing voice acting, with what was it, ten? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm ah, ha, 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 ha. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I can't do it, man. Like, uh, I, I still, all I want, the only voice acting I need is Kefka's laugh in six. That's it. Yeah. I'm good. Or, um, or uh, Ocarina of Time. Hey, listen. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, uh, thankfully, Link still doesn't speak in no, Breath of the Wild. Talk. But uh, in any case, yeah. yeah, like, you know, people complain about having to, scroll through text and all that stuff but like again mm. it's it, at the very least it's unobjectionable and it leaves something yeah. to your imagination and, and likewise too, the pixel art like you you can't your mind kind of has to fill in the blanks yeah and in that sense like it works better if you really yeah. immerse yourself and imagine what's happening on the screen is like a representation of what's you know what's really happening in your mind yeah. mm-hmm Suddenly, it, it, I don't know. To me, it's, it's hard to replace that with here's what's really happening in a photorealistic sense with yeah, right. stereo, stereo sound yeah. and, and Here, photorealistic graphics. Have a 30-minute movie. Um, uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway. I, that's why I cannot even begin to play those games. Um, but uh, I mean, there's a place. I mean, I feel there's a place for that. But. Yeah. I, it kind of reminds me of, I, I'm a, for, for those who may not know, I'm a big silent movie fan. I really love silent cinema. You know, so and, is Lou Ferrigno. Oh really? Is, is that true? Well, I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, I get it. Um, here's the ground, Monty. Here's the ground. Uh, but uh, but in that, there's. I mean, whenever people think about silent films, they think they they think about the title cards. Whenever someone you know nowadays wants to like create like a pastiche of those movies, there are always way too many title cards. There were never that many. The only time that they ever had title cards was when they couldn't get the idea or the motive or anything like that through the action Mm. so you know title cards were very utilitarian just enough to get you to understand the story so you can move on and that's the way i think it is with those old 
those these older video games that are story driven. The text is there when you need it. It otherwise it lets the game tell the story, yeah. and I think that's an important an important difference to make. Uh, well, it, uh, don't, uh, Jim Ross would say to uh, it's it's uh, they care about the bell to bell action. You want, <laughs> you want it to be you want it you want it to be in the in the ring. Well, you, you don't want to linger too long in a promo. No, I'm paid. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're speaking my language right now. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like there is something to be said for uh, limitations, yeah. reading creativity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, in movies yes. and in games now, oh we, my God, ba- yes. when you can do basically anything, mm-hmm. you're not really limited. So all your bad ideas can come out just as easily as your good ones. Yes, you're not restricted by anything. Right. And I think that in a lot of circumstances, uh, restriction and limitations breed creative solutions. Yes, and that that is something you'll hear from me a lot as this podcast goes on uh, and subsequent episodes come out. But something that always intrigues me is imagination through limitation. Right. And an example of this is the typewriter. To me, a typewriter is an incredible machine to think about what was around at the time and to see how that thing works and how it works without electricity and makes it and and works as easy as it does. It's amazing. I can't believe those things were real and someone invented them. <laughs> um, same thing with pinball, old electromechanical pinball machines with no computer. You know, you look in the inside of those and just it's it's a wonder. It's a wonder that someone spent did this and made this work without a computer. It's amazing. Anyway, Nintendo is kind of the same way. These old video games are similar to that. Yeah. So uh, Nintendo... I love that I love that you brought that up. No. <laughs> yes. That so was Nintendo a great point Power. To make. Oh yes, let's talk Nintendo Power. And then we'll talk about the Which end. started out as the yeah. Nintendo Fun Newsletter. News Fun Letter. I yeah. Think Nintendo fun how fun it fun began club. doesn't the, matter. The uh, Nintendo Fun Club is. Newsletter. Yeah, Fun Club Newsletter. There, yep. I remember getting the first issue in the mail that had Legend of Zelda. It was like it was like a newspaper type thing. It wasn't even a magazine. Yes. Yeah. It was, a, it was a newspaper and it had Legend of Zelda on the cover. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. that went for three three issues before it switched over to Nintendo Power. Not very many. Yeah. All I remember is Claymation Super uh, Mario 2. Yep. That cover, cover is so great. It is iconic. That it cover is, is so great. great. It's amazing. So, yeah, like Nintendo, Nintendo Power was like the propaganda arm of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. It really was <laughs> in retrospect. But it was your way of getting plugged in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you found Pat out watch. everything yeah. from that magazine. Yep. And yeah. it had, you know, guides for games that you had. Mm-hmm. And, or, or games you wanted. Which was necessary for some about. of those games at the time. Tips and Castlevania tricks. Castlevania 2, I Tons can't imagine tips. playing that as a kid. Trying to Reviews, that previews. Like, posters, fold-out maps yeah. on the back of the posters. The comics. Who yeah, the comics? Howard and Nestor. Oh, yeah. They How are they not a Smash man. Brothers game? And, and, and later on, uh, that Super Mario um, manga thing that they published was great. Yeah. In the very early 90s. The, uh, was great. the Link to the Past Link one the past was one. Uh, yeah. republished, actually, recently. Yeah, I have I it. It's great. That. It's fantastic. Oh, no, really? Oh, um, the, co- the covers were classic. The cover? Oh, dude. Yeah. The cast- I, Look, the, the game, I, the I, game I, was garbage. The three yeah. that spring to mind immediately. The first one, the Mario Brothers 2. The Castlevania cover. With, he's holding Dracula's severed head. Yeah. Here, hold, hold on just one second. You guys keep talking. In a Nintendo magazine. And the and the track and field cover. Track and With field. the sneakers. It's a little out of the era. Oh, Super Mario World. Look at that guy. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. But there's still but there's still NES stuff. I just pulled out the uh, Super Mario World edition of oh, Nintendo Power. And, uh, but it still has NES stuff in it. It's it, But it's, it's a perfect... Uh, example of 
what this magazine was at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Oh, look at this. It was great. Look at this. Like, mm-hmm. I had a subscription for like not up until the end because it only ended fairly recently. Yeah, like and, within and even the then, past ten years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was like kids would have the newest copy in school and whatnot, and it's great. Have you seen the final issue of Nintendo Power? Didn't they redo the first cover? They did. They did redo the they first did. cover. Yeah. And at the end, there's a Howard and Nestor comic. Oh. And man. and it's Nestor all grown up, and he puts the final issue of Nintendo Power on the shelf, and he uh, his son comes in and says, "Dad, you want to go play video games?" And he's like. Sure, son. It's just you gonna make Carl cry. Cry <laughs> 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 easy. Shut up. Uh, but it's uh, but yeah, like Nintendo yeah. Power was the precursor to Game Pro, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah, there's those old magazines are still fun to look through too. Yeah. If you ever find, I mean, they're not that expensive. If you ever just go to a game show, you find one for like a couple like, bucks a piece. At it, at go buy a peak, couple. At it's fun. At its yeah. peak, it took you a month to get through an issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah, those right. things were like small phone books. They were oh, huge. Oh man, look yeah. at this! Look at this Super Nintendo preview section. Oh my god, that's a little outside of our wheelhouse. This episode, it is. You're but gonna it's have right to hold it in. Mine. Hold oh. it in. <laughs> it's we're gonna, we're gonna get to 16 bit. Oh, eventually the dawn. Eventually the dawn of it. The, the, the dawn of this. Yes, because that's where this conversation wraps up. But yeah, Nintendo Power was a very uh, engaging force. For, for Nintendo yeah. and I'm sorry I, I I I really hate to pause but I have to this is incredible look at the, look at look at Hagger from 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 Final Fight this artwork look at this look at uh, this uh, Drew, Drew is now giving the magazine oh a call. my god Just take look, a look at him oh yeah Hagar from Final no, no, Fight that, for all the great things look Nintendo, at that picture yeah look <laughs> it's at, incredible look at, look at Cody for all the great things Nintendo Power did like. Especially with fighting games and things like that, their in-house artists were not the greatest. That ha- that Hagger picture <laughs> is at, amazing. Oh, it's at, all part of the charm. Look at Cody. He's he's not. Yeah, page just fell, but that's fine. It's an old magazine. What are you gonna do? I'll I'll put it back. Don't where I don't worry it. about okay. it. it. It's fine. It's old. It's Taggered. It's not even that great of a condition no, to no, begin Hagar. with. It's, oh, Hagger. <laughs> oh, Hagar. Oh, Hagar. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, look oh at, my look goodness. He looks like a, he, he looks like a. Oh my god! I don't know what he looks like. It's yeah. terrible. Holy god! So it's incredible. But the uh, so the eight bit era begins to wrap up. It sort of had its biggest games with Super Mario Brothers three. Yes. Um, I can't think of anything else that really so matched that. So, what's your all time favorite Nintendo game? That comes in the second part. Oh, okay. That comes in the second part. We're I'm gonna talking take a break just, first. I'm talking just Ness. <sighs> We're gonna get to that card. Okay. We're gonna get right. to that. Um, but this but the eight bit era wraps up in about ninety ninety one. I'm, I'm gonna say ninety one. When uh, the Super Nintendo comes up, but before that, we had seen well Genesis um, came out. The Genesis Super came out in '89, '88 uh, in Japan, but we're not counting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in '89, the Genesis comes out, and it is originally, if you look at advertisements from the time, it is made to compete with the NES. There yes. are commercials showing, the, uh, I think. I don't remember Altered Beast. Or, no, that's the Turbo Graphics I'm thinking of. No, that was. Uh, did they do that? Where they, they compared Beast, it with the NES. Altered Beast, Altered and, Beast was the launch game for the yes, Sega Genesis. Yes, and uh, I mean that alone wasn't. Re- I mean it was kind of a, a selling point, but I think more that was a sports game. So, what am I right about that? Like well, Tommy Lasorda baseball, the and whole Buster when, Douglas boxing. When Genesis launched, I yeah I had one. Eighty nine, um, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> When, uh, when Genesis was, it was the whole marketing, which is clever marketing. The whole yeah. Genesis, Genesis does, does what Nintendo, Nintendo don't. 
Um, it had pretty strong launch games. Like, yeah, there was, they had like a Joe Montana football and Tommy Lasorda's baseball. And those were both great games. Mm-hmm. Um, Altered Beast was a pack-in game. It was, you know, a great showcase game for the, at the system. Time. Yeah, good showcase. I vividly remember the Ghostbusters game. Yes. Mm-hmm. A platforming is, Ghostbusters game. Which is mm-hmm. strange because it was like, it looked like someone had put in the big head coat on an NBA jam on the Yeah, characters. but that gave it a charm, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, not and, was, and not for nothing, but we lived through countless god-awful iterations of Ghostbusters yeah. games. And that was on, the first on the NES and one. And the, yeah. Right, I, had yeah. my, I had the Commodore 64 Ghostbusters game. That's, it's better than the yeah. NES version. It's not um, great, though. But yeah, Genesis was better than the Nintendo. And that's it was designed it to was, be. So, yeah. I mean, that was kind of Sega's first. The first time they did what they would do for the next couple generations was get out the next generation first and make it better than the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And then get beat by whatever yeah. came out after it. Yeah. But Genesis has Genesis is a great system with a lot of great. It games sure does. On it. it sure does. And it can often be had for cheaper than its Nintendo counterpart. Yeah. Uh, Super Nintendo prices are killing me now. Like I can't bring myself to spend any money on cartridges at this point anymore. Yeah. As someone in the market. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, oh, it's I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, it, yeah. I, I just, man, yeah. For, for God's sakes, I just, this is NES, but I, I had a copy of Bucky O'Hare for the NES. And I I bought it not four years ago for fifteen bucks. I sold it a few months ago for a hundred. That's what the market is like. Anyway, the market sucks. Yes. Um, <laughs> please don't sell your wares at eBay prices. Be a good person. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Unsubscribe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, but yeah, Genesis. Yeah. For the Genesis also didn't do a lot of things that. Like Master System and mm. the NES did out of the box. Didn't have a light gun. No. Um, didn't have a light gun until much, much later. They didn't was have a light gun until. The Menacer. The Menacer. They didn't have a light gun until Super NES came out with the Super Scope 6. Yeah. Which that thing was. Garbage. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, something. The trigger on top of the thing. Like, yeah. idea. My take on this with the Genesis is that really it was a okay system that sold itself on edgy marketing it kind of created a generation of gamers who became obsessed with power and obsessed with being taken seriously and being edgy and grown up and not for kids it was very to this day adolescent yes and nintendo itself was not impervious to this so anyone who remembers the Play It Loud era. I missed yeah. the Play It Loud era, yeah. but they had uh, they amped it up because Genesis was doing... It was selling better that's, than that's them at how the time. It was, that's yeah. how it was going. Um, Donkey Kong Country eventually flip-flopped that, but anyway, that's not the conversation. No, um, it's not. But uh, Genesis ha- does have some good games. It's, it's marketing aside. I mean, if you ever see, it's European marketing is even more disgusting. Than I'm it's, not surprised. Uh, except for this, they, they'd had this one... Uh, a good marketing campaign that's that was to be this good takes ages and then ages the letters and ages would flip around to be this good takes sega i'm like that's a cool marketing yeah. campaign i will um, say one thing yeah. i do love about sega going yeah. back to the master system and through yeah. the genesis yeah uh the plastic cases for yes. the games yes that's nintendo gave you the, crum- the crummy cardboard that you would yeah. throw away or yeah. would, or disintegrate 
Sega gave you a quality plastic hard case. Universal yeah. casing. Yes. Not all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As someone who has borderline OCD about about you yes. know, <laughs> keeping things. Yes. Sega provided you a fine shelf. Yes, it did. Yes, yeah, it but, did. Um, but Genesis had like a really strong launch library. It did. Um, like Truxton, the sports games I mentioned. Uh, Ghost, not Ghosts and Goblins, but the sequel, Ghouls, Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghosts. Um, yep. was really great on mm-hmm. the Genesis. Road Rash. Uh, EA kind of really got start with... Yes, it did. Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Well, on the console. I mean, it had yeah, previously released games for the Commodore, for, um, you know, home computers. Like, that's when, but... like, Madden started, Madden and NHL games. Madden like... started in 87 on the Apple II. That was the yeah, very and... first, and, but then it really got running yeah. on the Genesis. Um, there was a, Bill but... Lambeer's Combat Basketball. <laughs> Bill Lambert's <laughs> yeah. Um, one, of, one of the biggest early titles for me, though, for Genesis, yeah. was the Sega Genesis Spider-Man game. Yes. Well, that, and, that, and that was the thing that was so different about Sega is they went after licenses because nobody knew who Alex Kidd was still. Um, yeah. They didn't have Sonic yet. So what do you do? You get names. Yeah. Spider-Man. Tommy Lasorda, Pat Riley. Ghostbusters, <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Joe Montana, Pat Riley. Yeah, um, it was probably that, after 1990, but Mouse. that X Men game. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Mickey the Mouse. the Genesis X Men games are fantastic. They're fun. Those are fun games. Um, but the Spider Man game was legit. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think about General Chaos, the yeah. game that came packaged with their four player adapter. Yeah, is I've never seen it in like if you ever come across it and it's relatively cheap, grab that. It's expensive. Michael yeah. Jackson. Michael Moonwalker. Jackson I had Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Yeah. It is not a great game. I have the Master System version. Did um, you know that yeah. allegedly Michael Jackson did the soundtrack to Sonic the Hedgehog 3. There's no allegedly yeah. about it. That's It's been proven. Well, yeah. it's kind it's, of Michael yeah. Jackson's estate and lawyers deny it, but the melodies mm. tell a different story. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. uh, somewhere in Sega headquarters there is a demo tape of Michael Jackson either singing or humming all that all of that yep. stuff. Wow. And it ended wow. up in the game in yep. some form. I, I didn't I didn't know there were tapes. My god. Well, he sent them a tape yeah. of his yeah. ideas. Wow. And uh, I, I somewhere in Sega's headquarters if they didn't if they didn't liquidate yeah. it, but Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. A little history. Man, pretty that's pretty awesome. crazy to think about. I look I got Google that. Yeah, I'm trying to think um, what else. Like it was I really enjoyed Sega. Yeah. But uh, there was also uh, the Turbo Graphics, which came out in 1990. It was a little too late for the because the, the PC Engine came out, in, I think, in '87, and probably was would have been more impressive had it been had it come out here in '87 instead of 1990. The Turbo Graphics 16 is a bit of a misnomer. It's actually an 8-bit system with a 16-bit graphics processor, so it's technically just a really beefy 8-bit system. I the, um, my, my neighbor when I was a kid had it and yeah. uh I went over to play it one day and I I left super unimpressed. Yeah. Yeah. I was fascinated by the cards cuz they they, yeah. they use cards, yeah, cards. but other than that I was kind of like so that's what this is? Yeah. Keith Courage, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Bonk. <laughs> Bonk's yeah. kind of overrated, yo. Yeah. Splatterhouse was well, cool. Splatterhouse. Yeah. yeah. Um it had a cool wrestling game for it, which name Fire Pro? Me. No, it wasn't Fire Pro. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I had a Turbo Graphics towards very close to the end of its life cycle. Yeah, when they were very I, cheap, I traded a Game Boy for it. Yeah, because 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 they could they were that easy to come by. Yeah, they were that cheap to come by. Um, so yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, although I will say the uh, one thing that NEC did 
better than Nintendo and better than Sega and better than pretty much any company for a long time was handheld. Oh, yeah. Because the Turbo, the Turbo Express. Express was the system. Mm. It was it was kind of the Switch before the Switch was the Switch. It <laughs> yeah. was the system <laughs> yeah. in portable. You had full color mini CRT television on it. Yep. And, like, it played the same games that the system did. And it was the same resolution and everything. And, and the cartridges were small enough, you know. They yeah. They were pretty portable already. And it was just, like... I knew yeah. one kid who had one. I think those things retailed for like five hundred. I knew I knew someone who had one as well. Those things were. Um, Sega eventually made the Nomad later on, which is sort of the same kind of concept. Well, Sega had um, the Game Gear. Well, they had the Game Gear, and then later on was the Nomad. That yeah. was the Sega. In a, but we're getting you know, way out. Eddie, that's of our way out of there. So, so th- those two come out, and Sega does does succeed. NEC with the Turbo Graphics less so. Um, much less so. But the stage and, is set for yeah, the next the stage generation. Is set, yeah. And 1991, the Super Nintendo comes out, and the NES is finally on its way out. It doesn't fully exit no, no. the scene until 94. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, Wario's uh, Woods was the last Nintendo first-party game for it. Those late-era NES games go for bank now. Yes, they do. Man, if you ever find Panic Restaurant... You hold it tight. Or uh, Flintstones, Surprise of Dinosaur Peak. There's a bunch of Wasn't them, there but... a later G.I. Joe? There were game? two G.I. Joe. There's two no. G.I. Joe games. Yes, there's there G.I. Joe and there's G.I. Joe Fate of Atlantis. And yeah. uh, I have both of them. Ooh, very nice, very nice. And if memory serves, there was never a domestic Transformers game. No, us. there was a really, really terrible Famicom one yes. called Transformers Convoy No Nazo. There's a great uh, Com- ABGN sorry, episode Convoy on it. Convoy yeah, No Nazo. Yeah. 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 Um, it's very bad. And, and it's there. you understand why it didn't come here. It's strange because, like, remembering, like, there was never any other licensed stuff along those lines from this. Like, Mm-mm. there was never, like, a Thundercats game. There was never a no. He-Man nope. game. Never, like, a Silverhawks game. There was a Hawks He-Man game. game for... ColecoVision, right? Uh, either that or Intellivision. No, yeah. Intellivision made it. Uh, Mattel did. Um, but it wasn't really... It wasn't... That's so It wasn't strange. spectacular. And it came out sort of at the tail end of that era of video games, so it didn't really have traction. Yeah, because He-Man um, came out in 82. Right, so. right. So, and like, Transformers came out just a little early as well. Well, Transformers was 84. 84. So, not quite contemporary with the NES at the time, in America, but... That's why we have the Famicom game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. one thing the NES did have that the Master System did not and the Genesis didn't get till later. Mm-hmm. The NES had the Turtles. Yes. At the uh, rise of turtle yes. power. Yeah, talking the Ninja Turtles and the Teenage Mutant So they Mutant had, they had the Turtles early because that first yes. game is yeah. original comics art. Is yes, it is. Yes, it is. Video yeah. is not like cartoon. Yeah. They're color-coded it, it's, in it's the game. It's issue four. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 but the, the cover, cover the, is all, they're all yeah. wearing the red mask. Yes. The, the cover is issue four of yeah. Eastman and Laird's Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um, it's, uh... God, is that game awful. It's... It's not. I, I don't think it's. It's awful. Bad. It's awful. It's too. It's hard. not that bad. It's. It's, just, it's very hard. hard. It's, it's just very too hard. hard. Uh, the, the mechanics are fine. I think the controls are, are good enough. But yeah, I'm fine and, with it. And uh, it feels good to beat beat up enemies. But it's just it's just too hard. Um, but the it's fine. But the arcade game though. is another story. The arcade story. game though. That was the jam. We're off to the races. With yeah, the arcade maybe. Game. But How yeah, many they had copies of that game sell? I it mean, wasn't NES. until uh, like a bajillion, <laughs> if that's even a number. Um, 
Later on, Genesis did get Hyperstone Heist, but that's getting into the 16-bit era. Right, right, right. But anyway, uh, Nintendo releases the Super Nintendo. They continue to support the Nintendo. And, uh, you know, we didn't talk about the Famicom Disk System. We don't need to. Google it. It's cool. Um, <laughs> never, anyway, never came stateside. Never came stateside. So. I really wish it did because uh, I'm fascinated by old, obsolete media. Um, I mean, we could but, at least in passing mention that the Famicom in Japan had an online service. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, it had everything. What? It was remarkable. In like, the I mean, 80s, folks, I there mean, was an online service. Like, I mean, you think the NES was big here in Japan. In Japan, you could get the Famicom disk system, which was this little dinky, floppy disk drive, and you could buy software for it that taught you how to knit a sweater. Like, <laughs> this is... like. It, it it became a lifestyle in Japan in the yeah. way that it didn't it did I mean it was big here but it didn't get that big right you know yeah. anyway that's a fascinating story for another time um, I would love to to talk about more in depth uh, the Famicom disk system and other uh, peripherals like that but with that oh since Genesis we're into, had peripherals oh boy did it but uh, <laughs> at sixteen but um, so with, with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Uh, in a little bit to discuss our favorites and some memories of the era. Give, give us a little personal touch. So we'll see you uh, in a few minutes. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you that we do have a Geekiverse store for all shirts that are geek. We have the Geek and Proud, Peace, Love, Prosper, straight out of Arkham, and the Geek University tee if you like it simple and blocky like I do. Now, that's at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com, or you can do it real simple. Go to the Geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the webpage. It's real big. It's real easy to see. We thank you for supporting us, but for now, let's get to the show. Sega challenges you with the ultimate video game, the Sega Master System, with twice as much memory as any other video game. Advanced video technology like scrolling backgrounds, graphics in 64 colors, digital sounds, and light phasers. And you can add to the excitement with sports pads, control sticks, and the first video games ever in 3D. Sega's the one. The Sega Master System. The challenge will always be there. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed, and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, Thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, so let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube, do it. When you get hold of the Nintendo Entertainment System, when you master rob the video robot, 
and meet the challenge of gyromite. When you shoot the light-sensing zapper, when you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, you're playing with power. And now, back to Saturday's Supercade. Hey everybody, we're back. We uh, Drew and I filled up our glasses, got another beer. And we're back to wrap up the podcast here, talking about some personal memories and some of our favorites and maybe little hidden gems. Because, to be honest, a lot of our favorite ga- ge- our favorite games of the era are probably going to be pretty obvious. Uh, but a lot has already been said. Anyways, uh, Carl. Yes? Do you have any... Is there any memory of this time in video game history that really stands out to you Uh, things that you remember a game you remember getting a fight you might have had over a video game (laughs) Um, something along those lines you know it's um, as as Drew alluded to on our show I've joked around that at this time in my life um, I was very spoiled as a child I Mm. would not recommend doing that to a child because it does not have any long lasting benefits (laughs) but um I had a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of games. Um, probably, man, just kind of the whole discovery of it. You know, early on with, obviously, with Mario. Mm. Um, Milo's Secret Castle. Going, no, I never played Milo's <laughs> Secret Castle. It's not very good. Uh, you know, Ghost and Goblins teaching me how to hate Yes. Uh-huh. You know, I, uh-huh. didn't, I didn't know what hatred was until I, I played that game mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. realized that Capcom hated me. I got a boxed version of it over and there then, on the shelf. And like, <laughs> made it up to me by creating my favorite video game franchise of all time, mm. um, Street Fighter. Um, yeah. Which you can buy Street Fighter 2 for the Sega Master System in Brazil. And I believe anyway. there is a <laughs> NES copy as well. Uh, that's bootleg, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. But as far as like specific memories, the probably one of my most favorite memories is not even one of me necessarily, but it was uh, the Christmas that Tetris came out for Nintendo, the official Nintendo version of Tetris, and this mm-hmm. came out after the Game Boy came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh, we didn't even talk about the Game Boy. As you as you remember. As Drew alluded to in the last segment, Nintendo games came in a cardboard box and they were shrink-wrapped and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there was packing in them and everything, and then you had your cartridge with the black sleeve. Um, which I always preferred the black sleeves to say Nintendo. I always thought they just mm-hmm. looked better Looks like that. Looks slick, yeah. Yeah, they, just, yeah man. they got lazy with that. Yeah. Um, so, one Christmas, I'm opening up, you know, I'm getting a bunch of different games. And I open up the Tetris one because, and I noticed that not only is it not shrink wrapped, but it seems to be packaged very sloppily. <laughs> wait, wait, say this again. So, in other words, this is a used copy. Uh huh. It was new up until about you know when I went to bed and my parents wanted to play Tetris. Oh, so they opened it up. That's cute. How that make you feel? It. That's. That's that's cute. I'm not gonna lie, like felt a little cheap. <laughs> um, that's yeah. great though. That your parents like playing video games together. Well, my my they parents like were similar. Video game together. Yeah. Um, my mom liked Super Mario Brothers. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was 
it was more or less anything else the discovery of when it first came out because like we said i'm a bit older and probably mm-hmm. remember that i remember the dawn of it yeah for anything like i remember seeing that legend of zelda cartridge for the first time being mm-hmm. like that gold man cartridge. what is this thing yeah i remember the i remember seeing the commercial the first commercial for legend of zelda the rap one no that, no the, no the one where he imitates the sounds there's yeah the guy yeah. in a black unitard yes running around screaming zelda yeah and making the just sounds doing the, it looks yeah. like weird performance art i'm going to put a <laughs> clip of that in here right now anyway go ahead it look it looks like it felt like a guy you know what it felt like remember the big lebowski yeah remember like his landlord everybody does. doing the one-man show yeah that's what it was <laughs> that is what the first commercial for legend of zelda was nintendo's commercials were not good for a long time no, because it's like the Super Nintendo era, I they didn't like. know how, because it was so new. They didn't know how to. I mean, yeah. they knew how to market it, but at the same time, they like didn't know how to market specific games sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, so that was those are probably my favorite memories. Yeah, yeah. What was there? What about you, sir? I've got a lot actually. When I think about that era, like it, it. You're you're getting real deep because I have mm. memories of like playing those games with my cousins and sleepovers, yes. and yes. it brought us all real. You know, we were all really tight growing up. So like, yeah. you know, you, we, when you talk about this era for me, it's sleepovers, playing Blades of Steel yep. and Tetris mm. and uh, Mega Man and like in Contra and all that. Um, it's it's going to friends' houses, or better yet, the real mysterious one. If you when you're a kid, you go to the kid down the street that you don't really know, but you know he's got a Nintendo and a big library. Yep. <laughs> and you go to and you go to his house. I'm like with with a friend of yours who kind of yeah. knows him better than you, and then you get to play all his games. I had a few friends like mm-hmm. that. Um, yep. it's 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 going to the corner uh, gas station that also also rented videotapes. Yep, yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But they My also rented Nintendo did. games. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they were good, sometimes they weren't. But I remember, you know, going to the gas station and or the you know, and being like, What Nintendo games do you have? And they'd hand you a binder with like photocopied box art. You page yep. through it and say, I want this one. <laughs> yeah. Um mm. I remember uh you said the the commercials for Nintendo were not very good, but they worked on me. Now you're yeah. playing with power. Well, okay. that, well, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Logan was good. Um, the Zelda two commercial power. where it was like a guy dressed up like Link going through like a, a labyrinth in I the dark. I haven't seen that one. And he's like going I through. That up. He's going through like a, you know a labyrinth in the dark, and he's mm. yelling Zelda, and he's like trying to find Zelda. But that yeah. was the commercial for Zelda two. Um, Zelda two. I remember my grandmother getting me that for Christmas in nineteen eighty six. Seven, eight, because sure. mm. um, Zelda One was basically a launch game, more or less. First yeah. year um, came Zelda- on the disc system originally in Japan. In Japan yeah, which my, I gave my brother that as a uh, for when I for uh, when I got married. It was my groomsman gift to him. Was a, was an FDS copy of Zelda. There's actually a great website that uh, chronicled yeah. the differences between the disc system version and the oh, uh, yeah. and the NES version. I believe it. I but, believe uh, it. Yeah, th- like those memories uh, with my with my family, especially playing games, are are just ingrained in me. Um, like, yeah, getting Zelda two, um, the Turtles arcade game when that came out for home systems, man, that <sighs> really? was the talk of school. 
Period. There Man. was nothing else. Yep. Nothing else mattered but I, that. You know, my my son is three, and he is three years old, and he is enamored of the Ninja Turtles. Like, he loves the Ninja Turtles. Old and new. I've shown him the old stuff. Yeah. Watched the new stuff. It's all the same to him. Keep that new one away from him, the one coming up. What What's that? Well, the new, yeah, the Rise of the Turtles is kind of weird, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, was, but yeah, when I was a kid, like, I, I, let's see, how old was I when I was cognizant of that game? I was four years old, it would have been 91, so do the math about how old I am. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I remember seeing that, and it was like, it's just like the cartoon. Yeah. And I was, it free, like, it was. It freaked me out in a, in a in a good way. I was so excited. I, the first time I ever saw the arcade game yeah. was when I was at a birthday party at Showbiz Pizza Place. Ooh, yeah. And uh, was the was the girl's name? No, no, it was Fats. it was for for yeah. a guy, and yeah. all the kids at the birthday party yeah. never left that machine the whole time. I believe we it. just cycled through because it was like just out, and it was like what is this thing that is everything we have ever wanted out of life? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best beat-em-up games. It's great. It's and really it, great. And it's yeah. still striking to this day. It's very colorful. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really pops out. The play is very fast. I still prefer... I mean, it's unfair in that beat-em-up way, but it's still really fun, and it's fun to experience. Even though, and... like, Turtles in Time was a superior game, I still sure. prefer the original. It has like a magic to it. If I have a choice between two, I will play the original. Why was it not four players on Nintendo? Because they had four. I'm going to have to assume memory. They and, had a four player sprite, tap out. Probably, at the time. probably because either memory constraints or uh, sprite constraints. I would even say because time constraints. Just thinking, like you know what, that four score doesn't have a really big install base. Why are we wasting time and money making? Yeah, content for I had it. a couple games for I would yeah. probably guess like they couldn't handle all the sprites on screen at once. Could be that. Four turtles plus yeah. enemies that I mean there was already massive sprite flickering in yes, that game. Yeah. Um, Again, less noticeable on a CRT. Exactly. Get, get exactly. Yep. Ivan but, Stewart's off road was the jam for players. Which one? Ivan Stewart's off road. Mm, it's like a truck racing one. game. I it sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, the whole NES, though, man, like, I'm just yeah. thinking of all the places where I got to play an NES with someone new. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of kids' houses that, like, I don't know who these people are, but I'm, I'm with someone who knows them, and they have an NES, and so now we're all buddies, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, outside of the NES, even, like, going to the arcades at that time, like, my dad would take me to the Thruway Mall. Mm. We'd go to the video arcade where I would play the Star Wars arcade game, the Vector, yep. the Vector one. That game's great. Also, the Return of the Jedi uh, game. Yep. Yep. Remember that one with the the three the, uh, the three quarters the three quarter view. Speed view. Of yeah. Um, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade game. I'm oh, sorry, the uh, this, Temple of Doom. Temple this, of Doom. The sorry. Strong Museum has that one. The Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that good, but I played no, it. No, it's not. It's interesting though. Um, it's, it's worth a play or two. Bad dudes. <laughs> You're bad enough to to save the president. Uh, that's right. Karnov. Ninja's cat. Karnov, Karnov. sure. My dad, who who swore he hated video games, but yeah. he was a Galaga shark. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good at it. Yet he you know, yet he he would always talk down to video yeah. games. And it's like, Dad, you're like the man at Galaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Irony. That's the way my uh, my brother I told this story on the the very first podcast, but uh, my brother is 
He's not really big into vintage video games, but the one he will acquiesce to is Galaga. And when you see him play, his thumb looks like a fan blade because it goes so fast. And I just, <laughs> I just, I'll watch him be like, I can't believe you can flick your thumb that fast on the on the button. Oh, but, you, you know one thing we've neglected to talk about is something that is totally lost to today's video game generation, hmm. which was... Cheats. <laughs> no, no, not game that. Genie. <laughs> That's fun. There's Buy, a lot. <laughs> buying the game. Oh, yeah, dude. Toys R Us, the cage. Take, Toys R Us, the, the, the ticket. Ca- the, the wall of flip-up yes. boxes where yes. it had the box cover is can... inserted in a plastic sleeve, and then you flip the plastic sleeve up to see what was what the back of the box was, the game yep. screenshots mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then you had the ticket you take the inside ticket. the envelope, yep. and you took the ticket up, you paid for it at the register, and then you went over to a like a big plastic cage, and they would give you the game out of the cage. Mm-hmm. But like as you got older, you had to learn. Yeah. Just because there wasn't a ticket there didn't mean there wasn't a copy in the cage. Uh, you always double-check with the cage before you leave. That's how I got Double Dragon. Yeah, there you there go. No but not only that, no street dates. Nope, none at all. The no, game came no out when street it came dates, out. No pre-orders. Nope, no nothing. I mean, you know, there. I mean, there are there legends w- about the chip shortages of Zelda Two. You know, there was some kind of release date knowledge though, because I remember going to uh, two different Toys R Uses yeah. on the release day of Super Mario Three. Well, that was that. That was, that was an event. That was an event. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, vividly remember that. Man. I mean, the, 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 the movie, the, the movie, The Wizard is evidence yes. enough oh, of that. Oh, we didn't talk about The Wizard. You know, yeah. The Wizard is, is actually if if you go and watch it. It's really fun. It's a fun movie. I'm sure it's it is. Not, it's not great, but it's really fun. California. <laughs> California. But but it's especially if you're a fan of this era of video games, it's really fun to watch that movie and just go, like, that, that game, that game's great. Mm-hmm. I love that game. And uh, and, and the, the plot's uh, fun. It's fun. Sure. About, about kids going on the run on a road trip. Yeah. That There's always enjoyment to be had in that, that, that kind of youthful story. Yeah, that go. Um, God, I'll never forget that day, man. Trying to hunt yeah. down Mario three, and then getting oh, it yeah. home and putting it in for the first time, and my brain exploding. Like you know, that might be the last boxed game I really care to have. You know, the one that I really want is just a box copy, giant Super yellow Mario box. 3. Yep. I remember staring at it, you know, being four years old and looking at it and just. Because all they had like, to show you was it. Mario look at flying. It. Right, yeah. right, that's right. Like, that's yeah. it. That's, that's the only thing we need to show Mario, Mario can fly, fly now. It, I remember Super okay. Mario 3, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. In, in little old Fairport, New York, I remember going to the video rental store that was there. And they, they had the they had their games in these little plastic cases with the, the box cover wrapped around. I forget the name of that video store. But but uh, I remember Super Mario Brothers 3 so vividly and begging my dad to rent it and a console because we didn't have the console. Uh, my parents didn't get a video game console for me until I was nine. <laughs> they thought it would be bad for my schooling if I <laughs> if I didn't have it. And look at me now. Um, the, the hardest game ever yeah. to be tracked down, at least for me. Yeah. My parents, to this to the day he passed away, my father told tales about trying to hunt down Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Game is so good. Because <laughs> that was the the game that Christmas season. That was the big title and like they didn't find it till i think they said like a week before christmas and yeah. paid considerably over sticker price for it mm-hmm. you know, like like i said remember what i said about the turtles being a, a huge coup for nintendo and the, yeah mike tyson 
mm-hmm. in that era. Yeah. yeah. On a Nintendo game. Yep. Man, that's that's striking Iron when it's hot. No yeah. pun intended with Iron Mike. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Man. And I remember seeing it was when I was three years old. I went to my uh, aunt and uncle's house in Knoxville, Tennessee, and they had an NES. This was I was three years old, so this was nineteen ninety. Um, and they had Mario. They they really only had Mario and Duck Hunt. But I remember seeing Mario Super Mario Brothers, just plain old plain Jane Super Mario Brothers, and just being fascinated with it. Something about it captured my imagination and held my attention in the way that nothing else had to that point in, in terms of pop culture. You know, um, to the point that um, my my parents took pictures of me as we were playing with this. You know, to the point where I would like draw what it looked like and try to use all the accurate colors because even the way that the brown was with the red was with the green it stuck with me and it like it hit me aesthetically in a real way that even like when later on it it was re, you know that they redid it for the super nintendo with super mario all-stars it's like no it's not supposed to look like that it's supposed to look brown <laughs> it's supposed to it's supposed to yeah. have more grit to it it's supposed to have it's supposed to be earthy and and, and brown earthy like, is a good, a good yeah. term um and for some reason that that really stuck with me and it sticks with me to this day like when i think of like what an what a video game like uh what a video game should look like to capture my attention the most is it should look like super mario brothers and Interesting. And, and that will really just i it's hard to explain uh, aesthetics are always hard to uh describe when it comes to what grabs your attention but it that game did with me you know, uh, it's, when I was three. What's an oddly specific thing, but it's, yeah. it's it might be for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably not for you guys, but uh, Mario appealed to me in a big bad way because yeah. he was Italian and so was I. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm serious. So like, yeah. and you know, my and my uh, my stepfather's uh, mother mm-hmm. was very knowledgeable about Italian, the language and whatnot. So like, yeah. when I was a kid, she would like tell me like. Oh, Mario and Luigi, very traditional names, blah, blah, blah. And then, she's yeah. like, and then you know, the Goombas. Yeah. And she's like, well, Goomba in Italian means friend. Yeah. And I was like, why are you stepping out as friends? Yeah. Like, I, didn't I didn't understand. But, like, uh, you know, as silly as that sounds, yeah. that, honest to God, that spoke to me. Like, yeah. Like, oh, he's Italian too? Yeah. Like, right. all right, cool. And the cartoons even played into that more. You oh, know, the where Super be, Show. Yeah, we didn't super, talk super about the show. Super Show. Yes. Yeah, so we didn't talk about the Super Show. We didn't talk about Swing the Zelda cartoon. From side to side. Come on. Yeah. You know, which, which, which I was fixated on. I loved that. I we joked, but it, it was, was a kid. It, 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 cool. It's aged yeah. terribly, but at that yeah. time, there was nothing to reference it My son likes it. It's great. I showed it to him and I was like, oh, this is not as good as I remember. But Teddy was like, I want to watch another one. Right. Well, All right, I guess. I the guess. Nintendo not... breakfast system. Yes. Nintendo. It's, it's a breakfast, breakfast now. now. Yes. <laughs> uh, one side was berry and the other side was fruit. One yeah. side was ne- Mario. One side was Zelda. Zelda sir. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm talking flavor wise. Like one side is one side they called fruit. The other side they called berry. Dude, that and, and the Batman cereal were staples in my in my <laughs> cupboard, man. Um, but uh, but yeah, that Super Mario Bros. really struck with me, and I um. Shoot, I was going to say something else. I can't remember what I was going to say. But I do remember, too, uh, the DOS. For, this is not. This is sort of pre-NES era, but I do really remember very well the IBM PC booter version of Donkey Kong, uh, which had the red, green, and yellow as the main colors that it used. Yikes. To, to display. But at the time, it was just... Like, that's how... Like, when I draw, drew a picture of a video game, I made sure I had red, green, and yellow markers because that's what I thought video games should look like. <laughs> but uh, CGA computers ruined me. 
Um, I remember loving Donkey Kong 3 for Nintendo. That's a really fun game. It's yeah. underrated, I think. Donkey Kong 3 is fun. It's Galaga by way of Donkey Kong. <laughs> yep, very much. It's, it's very strange, but it's fun. Um, uh, but, but yeah, that era of video games. And, and it, I mean, I, I think I credit uh, seeing Super Mario Brothers and, and being enamored of that aesthetic is what kept me in old video games. You know, as video games got newer and, and better looking, I was still interested in in the way that looked, in the way that played, in the way it sounded. To the point, uh, my, my parents did not want me to have a video game system. They really fought against it. And I kept asking. I begged. I begged and begged and begged. And each year, you know, for Christmas, I remember, you know, seven years old. And uh, I think seven when I was seven is when I accepted that, you know, I probably won't get a video game system. So I'll be very grateful for what I have. And I'll make sure I thank my parents for what I got. <laughs> um, but I got Mighty Max. That was cool. Um, but uh, I had a Mighty yeah, Max. But that, that was pretty was sweet. That was horrible. I thought it was sweet. That was borderline t- child abuse. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I don't I, know what that is. That and an attack pack, which was a, Mighty a Max. monster truck that had a mouth. Mighty Max uh, but, was it's kind of a inside. video game system in name only. No, no, no. Uh, not Action Max. Oh, a- Action okay. Max is different. Yeah. Mighty Max was sort of like the guy's version of Polly Pocket. Okay, no, I didn't know. Um, oh, no, Action, right. Ma- Action Max, by the way, this is relevant. Action Max was a VCR video game system where you put in, you hooked up a little machine to a tape to your VCR you put in the tape, and it would send data to a little tiny computer that would know. Anyway, it was, it was solely, a dumb light gun It was thing. solely a light gun. It was solely light gun. Yeah. The score was kept in a little like two-digit LED on a... It sucked. Look it up. It's interesting. Look up... Uh, uh, <laughs> there was one called... Uh, Do you remember Captain something Power? Something of something pops ghostly. Yes. Okay, uh, think Captain Power, but I... strip away everything cool about it. Oh, so everything, basically. And that was yeah. Action yeah. Max. Oh, yeah, okay. right. But no, um, Mighty Max Power. was like the guy Good version pull. of... Papa. But anyway, uh, but even when I did finally... I got a Super Nintendo when I was nine years old, uh... and I couldn't believe it. Like, I freaked out, and I was like, why? Why'd you do this, Mom? Why'd you do this, Mom and Dad? What do you want from me? Like, I, I couldn't figure it out. Like, uh, why they... But they just said, you know... We're gonna have to, I, I, the, you know what they told me? It's like, I guess you really did want it. <laughs> and they finally got the message. We're going to have to come um, back for the Super Nintendo era. Yeah. Because I have things but, to say. Yeah. But but even still, even after that, like <laughs> I still wanted an original NES. I still wanted that, even at nine years old. And, and even though I was super grateful for the Super Nintendo and I played it to death, I still wanted the NES. And when I was 13, so this would have been... Five years 2000. Ago. Uh, this was year 2000. Someone brought it for like a youth group event just to play Duck Hunt. And, you know, for some people it was a trip down memory lane, but for me it was history in my hands and I had to have it. And I remember the, the teenager who brought it in was just like, if you want it, 20 bucks, it's yours. And I was like, yes. And I Shut got up, it. And, take my money. And, and, and from then on, it was just from at that point on, it was just, I am a video game collector now. That's what I do. Well, that and the Atari I bought in the summer previous. But anyway, that's my Nintendo stories. Oh, that and my Uncle Steve. Bless that guy. <laughs> we, 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 my, my family's from West Virginia, and uh, we would always go down there um, uh, visit family. And my Uncle Steve would always bring his, nin- well, it was nin- his Nintendo. Because he, he always had the latest, greatest tech. He had a Laserdisc player. It was amazing. Um, but uh, he had a Nintendo, and he would always bring these games and uh my brother and i were always enamored of it 
so excited. We didn't want to play the games though because we were afraid of dying and failure. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so we, what we would do wow, is, we would, is, is we would watch we would watch my uncle Steve play and just get really excited by watching him play. But uh, it, anyway, I was a weird weird child. Um, wow. you, know, you know what I remember? I <laughs> we remember all actually. Being, yeah, that's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I remember being blown away when I discovered Ninja Gaiden in the arcades. The arcade is a totally different game. It is a completely different yeah. game. My opinion, it's a better game. Really? But you think so? I, that, that's not well, a common, I should, well, I should I, say I prefer it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that's not a common opinion. But go yeah, ahead. It's, oh, God. I was like, wait a second. This is Ninja Gaiden? I mean, it certainly looks better, but I don't, I don't know. The NES is tight. Yeah, it's a it's very tight action. You know platform. what's actually a, a, a vastly inferior NES game in the arcade? Is Contra. I do like the NES version way better. The NES better. version yeah. is so really, much yeah, better. The, it really is. The arcade game is like, the, the characters feel very floaty and weird. Yeah. And uh, the levels are ridiculously short. Like, yeah. they're like two scrolls and you're yeah. at the end. Like, yeah. oh my god, that's yeah. it? Yeah. Bizarre. A, a lot of the, uh, man, I mean, we can, uh, this is sort of getting into the weeds and, and I kind of want to do another Nintendo focused episode next time around Twist another my time. arm i know right <laughs> but uh but the arcade conversions of nes games were weird because they were never accurate in a certain way but but that wasn't a bad thing you know what i mean because they were their own games uh and they were their own they, they were just their own things and they're very I interesting could, i could way. never bring myself Rygar's a great example of that yeah i could never bring myself to play the player's choice machine Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was, it was so bizarre. Like, I was just I like, I have things. all these at home, but I don't want to pay a quarter to go play. And see, I didn't. So whenever I saw one of those in public, I was like, I get to play Nintendo now, or I get to watch someone play Nintendo yeah. now. But it wasn't the same you know? with the joy with the joystick. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. not as good, man. Oh, Plus man. the weird color palette. Uh, I did. Oh yeah, yeah, it did have a different color palette. The, the video yes, system was different on the Play Choice Ten. Yes, it was. Um, it's very strange. Uh, it has like a brighter yellow. Much very bright yellow. Yeah, which is really it. Um, if you're nostalgic for that, go go take a look at it because it, it'll probably bring back a flood of memories. But this tears open but, a whole uh, different discussion on uh, uh, yeah. uh, color palettes that you can put into um, your RGB modded oh, systems. Dude. And stuff. Uh, we we're not going to get We, into we that. need to have a bonus podcast at some point to talk about like how to uh, play retro video games in the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to steer yeah. you towards the uh, My Life in Gaming YouTube channel. Oh, just, just, yes. Just go there and, yes. and just bask yes. in the quality content. Yeah. Out of things I'll never be able to afford. Those guys, <laughs> those guys are fantastic. <laughs> but uh, but so, so what are some of your favorite games? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure all of us love Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I've already Whole series, nostalgic. absolutely. Even um, 2. Even, yeah, even 2 is great. Like, like there was a I know like, it's not really yeah. too, oh, but but yeah. for it's what it is, like a it's a fever dream of a Mario game, literally. Which is it's great. a dream, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a it's a great. I mean, it's well represented as a fever dream. I think. I think it did an amazing job of expanding the mythos in a time when like the Shagunic mythos man. was 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 this big. Like I'm you yeah. know I'm making up you know yeah. an itty bitty uh, gesture with my thumb mm-hmm. and forefinger right now, but like. It's what the Super Mario Brothers Super Show drew from. More or less. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. you got, you, it, not only the enemies that expanded, but like, okay, now I can play as Mario mm-hmm. and Luigi. They they control differently. Mm-hmm. I can play as Toad, and he's different too. And yeah. I can play as the princess. Yeah. Like, and she flies. And she flies. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a kid, man, this blows yeah. your mind. The yeah. level where you jump on the on the whales and their yeah. and their blowhole blows you on the with the yep. water into the air. That yeah. like as a kid, man, this yeah. this stuff like was mind blowing. 
I remember playing Super Mario All-Stars. Uh, th- that was my first experience with Super Mario 2. Okay. And I played it at a Toys R Us. And I remember jumping on an enemy and it didn't die. Yeah. And I was it, like, great. everything you this? know is wrong. What is this? And it blew my mind. <laughs> it was the last and, Jedi of Mario. And I very briefly became enamored of that game just because of, I mean, later on, I mean... The, you the, know, the whole Doki I, I really Doki wish they would kind of make whatever, a new but... Mario game, kind of re-exploring that world. They kind of half did with Super Mario Advance. Yeah. Like, there were extra levels, but they didn't really build on it that much. I think uh, that was, a, in a weird way, man, like, that's back when Nintendo was not afraid to take chances. No, God, now, not and at I all. Say, and I, I want to couch that a little bit, because they do take some very insane it chances is. at times. But Does when anybody it comes remember to their... the e-reader? Hey, <laughs> when it comes... To, I mean, come on, Virtual Boy. And, you know, we don't talk about that, though. Yeah, okay. But with their, with their big franchises now, it's generally... Play it safe. Fairly safe. I mean, yeah. Breath of the Wild is a, is I, a pretty I, radical reinvention. Yeah, but, I, I think the new Super Mario Brothers series is a good epitome of that is a good example of that of what you're saying that they're very safe well that well the thing is even those came from a uh, a, a position of hey we haven't done one of these in a long time in this mm. old way let's mm. try it again yeah um but you know th- back then like super mario brothers was this very specific pl- timing based platformer where you and the mechanic and it was such a huge hit Every kid and every adult, for that matter, knew the mechanics. You jump on an enemy and it dies or it comes out of its shell or whatever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you get mushrooms and you grow big and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Two was like, nope, we're throwing all that away. Yeah. yeah. Jump on an enemy, you got to pick them up and throw them. Yeah. Uh, you start big. Yeah. And yeah. then you, yeah. get, you get small and you can only find mushrooms in this weird alternate dimension and, and by you... picking plants out of the ground. And like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. what? And, and when you do, it gives you an extra bit of health. What right. is that? Yeah, it's um, very strange. And then Zelda it's, 2. It's like, Zelda 2 is similar. Here's this gigantic here's Legend of Zelda. Here's a completely open-ended, do-whatever-you-want, wander around. You can beat the game in any order you want. If you, yeah. if you, you, you can. Yeah. Um, and it's top-down, yada, yada. Zelda 2. Nope. Yeah. Side-scrolling yeah. and yep. stats and, and yeah. leveling. And you can level up. RPG yeah. elements. Yeah, right. Going into towns and talking yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah. And that is, I think, one of the the biggest benefits of at least the NES library is it's there's so much variety. There's so yeah. much you can dig into. Um, Z- Zelda, you, you can witness the the births of the births of genres. Yeah. In, you know, Z- Zelda Two was the last Zelda game on the NES. Yes, right? yep, there were yeah. only yeah. two. Then there was Zelda three one, Mario games, not counting spinoffs. Correct. Yep, one, three two, core. Three. Yeah, you, I mean, but if you Mario, want to count the- Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. Mar- Donkey Kong Three, Wrecking Crew, if you really want to. But that was also the time period when Mario wasn't. Uh, he was. He was clearly Nintendo's mascot. Yeah. But he wasn't yet like a brand unto himself per yes. se because yeah. he was the ref in Punch Out. Right. He was yep. the main character in golf. Yeah. Yep. He, he, like, was, he was the Mario. judge in tennis. Doctor Mar- like, <laughs> yeah. Like he he was in all these little cameo appearances. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. 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 You never you never knew where you're gonna come across Mario. Right. It's kind of a weird like you. I don't. It's not quite the, that way now. Um, not at all. Everything's but, very. But even, but even then, like um, you know, Nintendo talk aside, I, I think there are uh, if you know if you grew up a Nintendo kid, and most of you did, uh, statistically speaking, uh, do look into the Carl Sega, Rose's yeah, eyes. Yeah, do, do 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 look into the Sega Master System library. It's fascinating, especially if you were a, a big Nintendo person. 
it's an alternate universe. It's it's <laughs> fascinating. There's a Zelda clone called Golden Axe Warrior, spin-off of Golden Axe, but it's a Zelda clone. <laughs> and it's 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 good. It's a good game. There's Golvelius, which is sort of like uh take Legend of Zelda but make it more of an arcade game by about 30 degrees. And it's it's wild. Um it has a I mean, it's the only 8-bit Ver- on console version of our type and that game is great um yeah l- look into the if you're unfamiliar fire up an emulator i don't I-, I won't rat you out or uh or buy a system they're not that expensive and check out the master system library it's cool you know in it's a weird way into. i feel like that that the, the ni- 85 to 90 uh as an era was mm-hmm. like it, it's like the precursor to when things got really poised to explode. It's like it's yeah. like the precursor to the precursor. Yeah. Like video games were dead, then they were back in a mm. big way. And mm-hmm. and everyone was had a, you know had a fever pitch and it built up all this excitement and then it was all building to to the 16-bit era. And mm-hmm. then that became even a a, a bigger battleground. Mm-hmm. And then that built up to a bigger fever pitch to the next era and like we it it like it's been going since it's been going since 85 yeah. yeah and these iterations get more and more ramped up and the audience has grown and grown and grown and grown but it all kind of comes back to that five-year period where like there was nothing and yeah. then there was the, everything yeah yep. and, and forever it, more right yeah it's yeah. it's really crazy to think about and it'll never go away I <laughs> probably think, um, i mean within our lifetimes anyways yeah. going back yeah. to your question about favorite games I've been thinking about it. Uh, my favorite game also happens to be, I feel, the best game ever released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Super Dodgeball. <laughs> Super That's a Dodgeball great game. Is is great. That is a great game. Oh, Incredible. that game's great. There is... Um, for all its faults, it, yeah. the play control is perfect. The, the game yeah. is balanced. Yep. It... Oh, God. The, that, the controls are, are fun. slow moving, yeah. pulsating ball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when it lands, Sure, boy. you can try and catch it. Yeah. <laughs> but but God help you if you yeah. press the button at just <laughs> oh, the wrong yeah. time. In, in Japan, uh, they had... So it, those characters are called the Kunio-kun. Is what is what they referred to. You yeah. see, you see them in River City Ransom. Uh, River City Ransom. Oh, River City Ransom. Uh, Crash, yes. and the, Crash and the Boys, I think, is what it's called. Uh, Street Challenge or something. But in Japan, there's, Renegade. Th- there's a couple others. In Japan, there is. Um, let me see if I can remember the. Uh, I'm not going to recite the Japanese. I'm going to sound terrible doing it. But there is an ice hockey game starring those characters, <gasps> where you can choose the different ice hockey characters, oh. and like you can in Super Dodgeball. And play a hockey game. And they have different teams. There's a team of just ice hockey. There's a team of football players. There's a team of cheerleaders. And they all play differently. And it's amazing. It's called Ike Ike Niketsu Hakibu. If, uh, so if you're going to Google it, that's how you get it. I-K-E, I-K-E. Ike Ike. Um, look it up. Mm-hmm. It's it's really fun to mess around with. And I, I have that game for my Famicom. <laughs> Yeah, do- super. It was ten ball. bucks. Uh, yeah, super dodgeball is great. Uh, 
any other any favorites or hidden I gems mean, from you, Drew? Hidden yeah. gems are going to be tough because because um, I think I think favorites are pretty obvious. Mario, Zelda, check those. Mario, if Zelda. You haven't, if you haven't, you got to do it. Yeah, they're. I you mean, got to do it. They're they're institutions. I like Carl's. I like Carl's uh, the uh, the precedence Carl has set us on. No, they're they're, they're institutions for a reason. Um, yeah, right. I'm a sucker for the Contra games. They're, I mean, I just, Super C is good too. Who doesn't have mem- good memories of of the the Thirty Life Code and and yeah. you know, like just all, the whole thing? It's, it's and, and, and again, again, eighties. Yeah. So like the box art is blatantly ripped off of eighties uh, action flicks. Yeah. It's Predator. It's Predator. It's, yeah. it's, it just it's, is. It's, yeah. it's Predator in, in Alien. And Rambo, yeah, yeah. all in one. Like, yeah. what kid isn't going to be like, yes, yeah. this rules. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, Contra, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a sucker for Contra. Dude, Metroid. You know, okay, Metroid. hang on. Right. Well, you have <laughs> not, so mentioned, you so have not mentioned Metroid once. I am a Metroid. Yeah. I'm a Metroid. I'm, I love Metroid, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what I don't love is the first Metroid. The passwords? <laughs> I don't love the first game at all. Okay. Um, for me, it all begins and ends with Super Metroid. Super Metroid is amazing. Right. That, have you played uh, Zero Mission? Of course I have. Yeah, I That's think Zero game. Zero Mission. That's is my a, Metroid is a, one. Yeah, right. Uh, that, you know, right. Uh, it's a it's. But that's that's a whole other yeah. era here. But um, yeah, right. Uh, I'm trying to think of some really good hidden gems that I played as a kid, and I'm I'm. I'm I'm struggling because honestly, yeah. a lot of games that I played as a kid were very frustrating. The NES yeah. was a lesson in frustration a lot of yes, times. Yes, it yep. was. In order, in order to beat the rental market. Yes. Like, like, okay, here's how we can get you to not beat this in a in a rental period. Um, but if I really dug in and thought about it, um, I mean, the Mega boy, Man games, of course, are great. The Mega Man series, are wonderful. Mega seeing Man Two, seeing is as it's almost been forgotten. Mega, yeah, the Mega Man series for a time was like. A Everything. shining yeah. star. Yeah. Two and yeah. three in particular were just everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're great games. They're wonderful. Um, you can pick up and play them right now. And absolutely, just as fun now as they were then. Castlevania, you know, mm-hmm. was were, were great, very cheap. Castlevania two, three. you know, maybe not, but one and three were were fantastic yeah. games. Three has great music. Remember too. Konami? Yeah, that's man. a lot. I actually, I have. Um, oh. I'm sorry. This this is like. Very question. Let me tell you what I have. Konami made I, games. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's that's what I was going but, for. But the, I mean. The, the the soundtrack to Castlevania Three is so renowned. I mean, I have Castlevania. It on, I have it on vinyl, man. Castlevania like, soundtrack. It's, period. It's so yeah. good. Get it. That's a whole other it's show. So good. Russian attack. Russian attack called Green Beret in Europe. Those Tecmo uh, games, you can, uh, the football games, you can't go wrong. Tecmo, with those. Tecmo both tremendous. Also, because the bills are great in that game. Oh, that <laughs> helps. Hey, yeah. that helps. We, we, we uh, all of us in here are uh, suffering Bills fans. Yeah. And, uh, it's fun to, uh, to to play a game where they were. In, where they mattered, um, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, Andre yeah, Reed. Glorious. See, I was uh, I was never big into Tecmo football games. Really? I was more Joe Montana football. Mm, Genesis. Yeah, yeah, and then the Madden games on Genesis. Yeah, they're a bit more realistic, less arcadey, which is why I like the Tecmo Super Bowl games. Real better. quick, because we're yep. kind of coming towards the end. Yeah, here. we're we're, um, start, we're gonna wrap up. I will say, when I was a kid, that I, I, my dad's friends' kids had a system with this game and it infatuated me as a youth because mm. there was gore in it <laughs> and it was some kind of medieval game and I think it was on this console called Amiga ah it's a computer yes yeah the Commodore and Amiga. I didn't know what that was so yeah. the Amiga was this other thing uh it was uh the it was the Commodore Amiga which is of the era that we're talking about okay it was it, was, it came out in 85 um it was sort of the next step 
um, of uh, like the Commodore 64 was was one step. The Amiga was supposed to be the next step. Mm. Um, multimedia focused pictures, music. Uh, okay. Later on, video even. Okay. Um, like uh, you know, uh, for people who uh, of a certain era, Amiga's video toaster software is legendary. Um, but it but it was a 16 bit computer. Okay. Um, in Europe, it was a big deal. Uh, not so much here. All right. Well, yep. There you that's, go. That's a memory I have of you know. of, of another console yep. or the, another the, computer. The Amiga I was say. meant to compute. Was meant to compute. Yes, it was. Well, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, the, the Amiga was meant to compete with uh, like the Macintosh and the IBM PC. Gotcha. Did, didn't quite make it. Good to know. Yeah. Now you know. Go look it up. It's kind of cool. There was. No. I remember there was a lot of like games where there was. Um, a dominant title in the genre, and there's I always kind of preferred the kind of lesser extent one. Like we mentioned, like I feel ice hockey's better. Yeah, hockey game mm-hmm. played the steel. I mean, I'm correct in that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, you um, say what you want. But um, who remembers Ring King? Oh, Dave I only know that for one reason. Game. I remember the name. I don't remember the game. Though. I remember the in between rounds part. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, we we won't go into that. Uh, but the, uh, uh, the, the, <laughs> the the ring girls apparently. No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, the corner no, man. No. The, the corner um, man looks like he's taking, he's helping. He's relieving him, but the he's... stress of you know how like corner man kind of like massage ribs and whatnot. Okay, well it's from the angle from you're seeing angle. it, it's just like oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, that's, anyway, that's just inappropriate. Oh, it's it's Dude. been gift all over the place. Um, Pro wrestling. Well, Pro wrestling is sweet. Oh. Pro wrestling, arguably, arguably, arguably the first good wrestling game. The only good wrestling game for the <laughs> NES. Yeah. Sorry, WWF and WCW. Your games were god awful. Pro wrestling yeah. was legit. Son. WCW. Starman, the yep. Amazon, King yeah. Corn Karn, Ryu Hayabusa. Yes, but uh, that game rules. Man. A winner is you. But, but we, we could A go winner on. Winner is you. We, we could go on forever, but we're gonna start wrapping this up. So I want us to go around the room and say three games that you should check out from this era. Don't even think about it. Just say three games. Oh, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say uh, Crystallis, Dragon Warrior Three. And uh, the original Legend of Zelda, Carl. Super Dodgeball, Double Dragon on the Sega Master System, uh-huh. and uh, crushing for a third one. Um, I'll say Pro Wrestling. All right, there you go. Freaking awesome, Drew. You've had the most time. I, uh, I want the best list. As, as Carl, <laughs> well, hang on. As Carl will tell you, Drew I, doesn't do lists. I'm very bad at lists because I feel like I'm. I'm let, let your heart sing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do them gangland style or execution style. <laughs> I mean, that, that's okay. what I do. I'm sure I could think of better games, but I just went. I, I, am, I spoke my soul. Okay, if you've listened to this whole podcast, I've yeah. probably spewed my love for a million games already. But yeah. top of my head, uh, don't hold that against me for games I do not mention. I, oh, certainly. Okay. You can't. You can't. Okay. There's too many. Zelda 2, because it is the uh-huh. black sheep of the franchise and it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, you're, you're, this is difficult. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. That's I feel terrible. River City Ransom. Uh huh. There you it's, go. It's a it's a it's like proto final fight in a way. Yeah, but with RPG elements. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um. So Zelda two. Uh, oh, you're killing me here. What's uh, what what's a good game? What's in your mind right now? Great, great Nintendo video game. There's so many. But but it hurts. There's a, there's a screenshot in your mind. What is it? 
Um, there's so many. In there, his there's mind. a million. Like, this, this, this isn't a top three. This is just. Oh. Here's a great game. You should check it out. Here's a hot take for you. Uh, All right. Let it ring. Boy, I've already said so many. Uh, just because I can't think of anything, and this is terrible audio. Punch out. Punch out. Any version. Any version. Super yep. fun game. Mm-hmm. Very imaginative characters. Some more racist than others. <laughs> Pizza <Boy>. pasta. <laughs> Bart Kudrunkinski. That's, that's the arcade game. Piston Honda. Oh, right, yeah. Piston Honda. Yeah, oh boy. But I digress. It's still super fun to play. Yeah. To, to this mm-hmm. day, it's still a fun game. So, yeah. So, so go for So, if for some reason you're listening to this... You don't know where to go. I assume God knows of, why. I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming if you listen this far, you already have a lot of familiarity with the era. But if for whatever reason you haven't, write down those games. Go check them out. They're all good. They're all great. Um, they're, Every they're game all we've talked playing. about in this episode yeah, is great. And there is so many. There is a riches. And it doesn't even matter where you start, man. Just pick one. Go for it. You will have fun. I promise. Anyway, my name has been Nate Lockhart. It continues to be and it will be in the future. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nate underscore Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T. And, uh, you know, I do this podcast. That's pretty much all I have to plug. Um, Carl. Uh, yes, I've been Carl Duty, And if you would like to check out mine and Drew's show, The Devil's Do, uh, we talk a lot of geek culture material and break down the Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, you can find us, uh, the podcast itself, you can get on iTunes, Google Play, um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us on social media at Devils Do Pod. You can go to facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us. We read questions and comments aloud on the show at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devils Do Podcast.com. Myself personally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Real Big Duty. Duty spelled. As you would imagine, D O O D Y. It's a perfect Twitter handle. It really is. <laughs> Works on so um, many levels because I'm big <laughs> and I'm real. You are not nearly as big as you used to be, my my, my good sir. <laughs> you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Drew, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I know Carl, you don't have. I know you don't have a Twitter. No, I do not. Yeah. Uh, I lurk, but I yeah. don't partake. Okay. Yeah. Which is uh, probably what I recommend for ever, all of you, actually. <laughs> Um, like so yeah, Carl hit you up with all of uh, the show's resources, and I hope you guys check us out and enjoy. We have a good time every week, and we'd like you to join us. But um, even if you don't watch the Netflix shows, no, I mean, I mean no. like there's still a lot of fun conversation. That's yeah. what we go for. Yeah, yeah the Netflix so. shows are actually like the shortest part. Of yeah, the we, right. we cast a wide show. net. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you'll find something that you dig in the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you are of the heavy metal uh, persuasion, Ooh, um, I would encourage you all to check out my band, The Long Cold Dark. There um, go. Uh, and you can kind of find us on all of the other mediums out there. So there you go. Enjoy. So check all that out. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We love you. Bye.